Have you sustained a bone, joint, work, or sports injury? Problems with mobility or movement? Suffer with pain? Contact Azalea Orthopedics. Our specialists serve patients across East Texas for proven, trusted medical care. You have a choice. Demand Azalea. Is your demanding work lifestyle in need of fire-resistant clothing that can keep up? Well, L4FR clothing should be your go-to for quality, affordability, safety, and style. L4FR was founded by a third-generation oil field worker who is also a veteran. Thus, this company has a deep appreciation for reliability and longevity, all while we provide first-rate customer service. Our durable apparel will serve you well for many years to come, whether you're working on a pipeline, alignment climbing utility poles, or in any other environment requiring fire-resistant apparel. L4FR has you covered. Our apparel is tough enough to resist hazardous conditions while still providing high comfort and style. L4FR provides clothing options to ensure your safety and comfort, whether you're on the job or not. To view our complete inventory of flame-resistant garments, please visit our online store at L4FRclothing.com or give us a call at 817-757-4935. See habla espanol. Struggling with mobility, chronic pain, work, or sports injury? At Azalea Orthopedics, our team of highly trained physicians specialize in complete orthopedic care, pain management, sports medicine, physical medicine, and rehabilitation. If you've sustained a bone or joint injury, have mobility or movement problems, struggle with pain, contact Azalea Orthopedics. We're conveniently located across East Texas, serving 18 counties. When visiting your doctor, urgent care, or hospital, you have a choice. Demand Azalea. At Azalea Orthopedics, your health is our priority. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the weekly wrap-up show, week six. It's your boy, Brett Swinney, 
joined by Jeremy Hubbard, Brandon Ogden, a.k.a. Netizen Brandon, uh, Mr. Red Zone, Kyle Owens, and Vincent Johnson. Guys, welcome. What's up? What's up? What's up? Man, I'm glad to be back. I feel like I've, I feel like I'm lost. I haven't been here in so long. Uh, <laughs> I, I've been so caught up in Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. I haven't been able to, to come on oh NSN this week. So. Oh, uh, sorry. sorry, 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 sorry. So it's it's comedian, comedian Jeremy now. I, 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 listen, it's my wife has watched more NFL football in the last two weeks than she ever has. Being honest, she's like, "When do the Chiefs play?" I'm like, "Who cares?" And she's like, I do. And I'm like, okay, so we'll watch it. <laughs> oh, man. How's everybody's week going? Good. Good. Brandon, uh, you had a rough week. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll skip past it. Let's talk some football. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Brandon. I, I don't know that I've anybody anybody that's had more car trouble than, than Brandon. I, I just I, – I just – I don't know uh, – well, to be fair, just like you guys, I mean, we we put a lot of miles on our car covering games. So. That's true. It's a it's bound to happen eventually. So so we're going to wrap up uh, last week's uh, football games, guys. Uh, how'd you guys do this week in your your pickums? <laughs> I know Kyle's going to be uh, uh, want to talk about his. I did. I did fantastic. Go ahead, Kyle. I I, I went nine and one, so uh, I had a good week. I missed the Nat game. Dang pine tree. Vince, you oh want some Pleasant Grove gear? No, no. I'm good. I'm it's good. Here. You, you say that for a fan. Don't don't <laughs> don't, don't 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 send that this way. <laughs> I went seven and three. I went seven and three. I feel pretty good about seven and three. I'm I'm with you. I lost the uh, I lost Nack as well, KO, but then I took a long shot on my boys from Rusk. Uh, and that didn't work cool. out for me. And then we'll get to the Grand Celine Edgewood game later. But I was on the wrong end of that one with Grand Celine. Uh, but I'll consider to win because they went for it like I would have done, whatever. But we'll talk about that when we get there. But uh, I'm three behind my man, uh, Matt Diggs. I really are uh, three behind Kyle and four behind Matt. So I got to I gotta get there. Uh, well, I, I went eight and two. I mean, I felt pretty solid with my week. I, I missed the same two as as Jeremy did there. And, and um Two of those. I had center over Rusk, but that was the difference. Um it's like we got some people chiming in. Chris said he went nine and one. Good job, Chris. I wonder what game Chris missed. I'd, I'd be curious to know if everybody was on that uh pine tree in that game. Not Jake though. Let's see. Uh does Kyle do the pick'em? Did, did we not just Yeah, I went nine and one. Yeah, he's in there. He's <laughs> on the list. If you look at the leaderboard, Kyle's there. Um speaking of leaderboards. Uh, Steve Evans went 10 for 10 this week. He was our weekly winner. Uh, give it nice job, Steve. Nice job. Uh, Jason Shiver still leads with 49 overall right now. Brett, uh, Brett, I'm not sure, but I think our man Evans has gone 10 and 0 twice now. I think he was in that group when I went 10 and 0. We need to look at that. Yeah, I think he did. I think he was in that group of, of I guess it was week two when, when yeah, a he's, bunch of he had, yeah, he didn't win already because he didn't, he didn't qualify for a prize because he already won. Jake went seven and three. I told y'all Pine Tree was good. Okay. Uh, I picked Christian, Pine Tree. Christian, eight and two. Uh, let's see. Eddie says, I have to scroll down. Uh, now, I only see. Oh, okay. He couldn't. Man, is he talking trash, Kyle? I is he, he to is. scroll down to see you? Yeah. Eddie's, Eddie's bringing the heat. That's okay. 
Well, Eddie is technically up uh, up on us right now. He's he's one up on Kyle, and Kyle's one up on me. I was seven. And oh, three what? Wait, what did you just say, Brandon? How many up? One. Oh, I ain't worried about it. <laughs> okay, like you got to scroll down. It's just because we're tied. A lot of people are tied. That's oh. the yeah. Reason. You're one up on me. Oh, it's Derek, Derek, Derek had a rough week. He I'm went four and Jeremy, so. Derek no. says the refs cheated him on the pickums. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be a changed man. They probably did. <laughs> oh, man. See, Palestine messed me up, and then Ruskin Center is what Christian said. I, I um, you know, looking at the overall, I still got to catch my brother. He's ahead of me, so that's my goal right now is to get ahead of him. He's in second place. Uh, one ahead of me overall so uh, that's my my goal right now i got a, one person at a time I'm trying to catch him um but uh tight spot vince uh, how'd you do i went five and five i'm going back to see which five that i got because i know i got edgewood and i got pine tree but i don't i don't know what else i missed i don't think you got pine tree i think i remember on the the beach from the east you guys talked about yeah no, you wanted to pick pine, pine tree, tree. You you wanted to say see pine i thought tree. i picked him because i wrote God. I wrote it down right here as I was doing them. Well, you know and now said, we've we've uh, fixed this because somebody said somebody go ahead somebody said go ahead and pick them and I said okay I'm gonna go with them. Well, it was probably uh, more. We can go back. <laughs> to you know you can go That's back in the app and, back. and view your picks now on the app, which is the greatest fix that, of all. Okay, how do I do? Oh my! How do you, how do, you do that? You go in the app, Vince. Oh the wow! Medicine app, app. You know that app that we have. <laughs> wow. And you submit your picks, you know, like in there. So, I mean, you, I know you forgot to do that last week, and you you didn't you got a zero. That was two weeks ago. Ah, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I wrote down Pine Tree, and I didn't pick him. You're right. So whoever said I didn't pick yeah. him, but I wrote him. Yeah, don't I lie. had it written down here because I I guess that's what I originally wanted to go with. Mm -hmm. Dang, See, last year. Last year, these guys accused me of, oh no, I had this team. No, Marshall. this year, there's no argument. You know, you, I had pine, I wrote you, down pine tree right here. <laughs> well, that's user error, then Vince. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. I wrote down Honey Grove too, and I picked Alba Golden. Well, you lost it. that. <laughs> that ought to count as two losses, Vince. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> dude. <laughs> that ought to count as two man? losses. Uh, Hold on. Change that. Vince now went four and six, Brad. We need to get that fixed in the air. And I wrote down Harmony, and I picked new. Man, hold on. These can't be my picks, bro. This is three picks that I wrote down different. <laughs> this can't be mine. Uh, I, I wrote down Frankston, but it said I picked Honey Grove. I mean, the Eugene Grove. That was also a loss. <laughs> that Wait a minute now. Kyle. Wait a minute. Hold uh, on. Yes. Yes. Yes, Eddie. Red Zone covers Gilmer. <laughs> Man, I don't know, Vince. I, I think you need maybe you need new glasses. You know that age understand. is coming up on you. Four games, that, that four, that four zeros coming up on you, Vince, and you might need to get the glasses. Can't get them in there, right? Man. It's just a number, Vince. Don't it's worry. Coming too soon. It's just a number. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a number. It's coming too soon. <laughs> let's 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 uh, let's talk about some of these picks that uh, evidently Vince picked the backwards of all of them here. I don't. I don't, I don't understand what I was doing. Hey, if you'd only picked. Like five of them differently, you'd had ten and zero. That's what. That's a CM theory right there, right? I mean, I'm still I'm trying to understand how I did this. I don't we know. Are too. No game comment. one was a, game one. Lindell over Athens, guys, forty to seven. Um, no, no, Eddie. Sorry. sorry. Oh yeah, he's yeah. Kyle will be at 
the uh, Kilgore Lindale game. If you listened to the show this morning, you would have known that Eddie. Ooh, because Eddie, because Kyle did tell us. Ooh, um, I still love you. I still love you, Eddie. <laughs> but I didn't say nothing. This Lindale, this Lindale score, I think, was a little bit surprising. I mean, their defense. And Jeremy, you haven't been on here in a few weeks, but we talked about that. Lindell's defense has looked like a defense for the past couple weeks. You know, they will be tested this coming week, but um, I thought Athens might be a little closer in that game. You know, I think it says a lot when you when you start breaking down the the chain of who's beaten who and how they've beaten who. I think it says more maybe about Athens than it does Lindell. Obviously, it's a good you know good showing for them to only give up seven points against Athens, whose team that they were what four and one going in or something like that. Um, but I think, you know, we talked about Athens and Brownsboro, and Athens one win was against Rusk. We thought that was a really good – or you know, they'd beaten Rusk. We thought that was a really good win. Rusk proved they can't stop anybody either. Uh, and and I, so I think, you know, it's a great win for Lindell. I picked Lindell to win the game. I think they're going to get hot here, and I don't I don't know if they're good enough to beat the teams at the top of it. Um, but I'm not surprised that they won the game as convincingly as they did. I mean, I, I don't know if I would have said 40-7, to seven, but a 2-3 touchdown win for Lindell, I, would, I was not going to be shocked in that. Is I, I just think – if you look at historically, right, look at who you trust, look at the coaches, look at Coach Cochran and what he's done while he's been there, I, I thought it was a, not, not as surprising as others, I think. I, I got to I, – I shot a quarter of this game, uh, so I got to see a little bit of it. Um, it was – Lindell's defense was flying around all over the place. I mean, they were – Jake Kerbo was all over the field, and it wasn't just him but the rest of the Eagles' defense. I know when I was in Lindell, we had a uh, – we called it Blue Swarm. When you swarm to the football, so a little bit of blue swarm going on in these past couple of weeks for the Lindell Eagles. I'm excited for them, man. That's a it's a big win over Athens. Athens got a good football team, and Lindell made them look bad. Uh, so, um, congratulations to the Eagles. Tough week this week, though. It's a tough one. We're gonna see what the Eagles are made of this week when they take on Kilgore. So, um, it, the next two weeks, really, when they play Kilgore and Chapel Hill back to back. So, we'll get to see what the Eagles are really made of. But if the defense can play like they played these past two weeks. They have a really good shot against against Kilgore, but if the defense slacks up, the only thing I'll say, Kilgore doesn't have the most potent offense, so I don't know if they'll, you know, score like forty or fifty points on Lindell like a Gilmer could. But um, I think it'll be lower scoring. I think it's going to be a defensive battle Friday night. Yeah, uh, Kyle, I saw you down there for that quarter. I was uh, this is the game I was at Friday night, and uh, uh, Lindell's defense was like you said they. The, you know, the second time I've seen them, well, I did their scrimmage against White House, then I saw them against Van, and then I saw them against Athens, and it's the best I've, uh, their night was the best I'd seen them on both sides of the ball. I um, mean, the offense has been kind of clicking all year. The the, the running duo of Clint Thurman and uh, White Parker are just something else. Uh, Clint Thurman right now is second in East Texas in rushing. He's the quarterback, and he's second only to Caden Dixon from center. Uh, so, you know, it's, uh, that, that's a – we know he's a stud. So uh, Thurman, I mean, he's he's at he's at 1,100 yards already, you know, midway through the season as a quarterback, and he's also thrown for you know he, he's also thrown it around. He's got some really good receivers, but uh, Lindell's offense has been tough to stop. It's going to be uh, I'm interested to see what happens this Kilgore game. Uh, you know, Kilgore, like we thought, has just reloaded this year. He lost some really good players, but the the new guys that have come in have just kind of picked up, and it's been you know just a three point loss to Carthage, and ever since that they've been kind of but but like Kyle said, they haven't put up. A lot of big numbers. They won, you know, they won like an eighteen nothing game against Pine Tree, which was a weird one. But they they had some that that defense. It's uh, Kilgore may have one of the better defenses around, and so it's going to be interesting to see what happens on Friday night. 
Yeah, you know, with two teams like to run the football, though, and that's what Kilgore does. It's hard to kind of, I mean, Lindell obviously wants to run the football, and that limits the possessions the other teams have. I think it'll be low scoring, too, Kyle. I know we're not talking about that game necessarily, but I think it'll be low scoring. And I'm curious, Brandon, what do you think of Athens offensively? Because I think that's kind of the question mark. Like, we know Lindell's defense has been suspect, I guess. But what about Athens offensively? I think they're kind of a, a question mark in East Texas in general. Well, see, I, you know, I hadn't seen them, and I, but I, like I see their stats every week. And the Manning guy, the running back, Jamari Manning, had been putting up big numbers. Uh, Richardson had been passing and throwing for big numbers. And so I was interested in just they could not get nothing going against Lindell. They just, I mean, and uh, Lindell was forcing turnovers, and they were just, I mean, they were in the backfield all night. And uh, so uh, Richardson just didn't have time to throw it. And it just, uh, it wasn't, uh, I, I think, I think he could play three passes for like 10 yards. And so they couldn't get any passing game going. Well, when you can't get the passing game going, as can't good as and they have a good, you know, they have a good receiver to Athens, and they just they couldn't get it to them. And so they tried some jet sweeps. They, you know, they tried some wildcat, and it just Lindell, you know, like Kyle said, Jake Kerbo, and uh, the rest of that defense was uh, they were flying around. And uh, you know what, you know what they did to Henderson the week before after you know, Henderson scored forty nine against White House, mm-hmm. and then Lindell held him to seven. That kind of and now they've done it two weeks in a row. So if if the defense comes and you know, holds Kilgore to, what do you say, if they hold Kilgore to less than 21, they're, it's like, hey, this defense is kind of, it's going to open some eyes, so. Uh, and and to to your point, though, I think, I think it says more about Lindell's defense than Athens' offense. I think Athens' offense is better than they showed Friday night. Because like, like you said, Brandon, they have some pieces. They have some athletes out there. But I think mm-hmm. it was more of Lindell's defense just being that dominant that, it made Athens look worse than they really are. But we'll see what Athens does going forward, too. So. Yeah. Well, I, I just, I, the only the only reason I want to argue that a little bit, though, is after watching the Rough Rider Eagle track meet Friday night over in center, <laughs> the fact that Athens only scored 29 points against Rusk makes me think maybe they're not very strong offensively. You know, like, yeah, they're putting up big numbers, but we looked at their schedule last week, and we talked about the fact the only good game on their schedule so far is they, a one-point win over Brownsboro, and then they beat Rusk by a touchdown. Um so, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, listen, I think Lindell's defense has improved in the last two weeks. For sure, I'm not saying that at all. But I think it's kind of a combination of Athens maybe offensively is going to be challenged, especially when they get in this district and the teams they're going to place now going forward. But I'm with you. I, Brandon, if they can hold Kilgore to 21 points, then Cochran just turned the switch on or something. They were just playing with everybody. I don't know. Well, and, and you talk about the district. And we kind of, since we're talking about this game, let's kind of look and see where it stands right now. You got Chapel Hill and Kilgore at the top, Chapel Hill 1 0, Kilgore 2 0. And Lindell two and zero, and then you got Athens one and one, Henderson's zero and one, Jacksonville zero and two, and Palestine zero and two. Now those zero and twos aren't equal there, because Palestine has played Chapel Hill and Kilgore to start their schedule. So you got to look right now, and you know maybe it's you know Athens, Henderson, Palestine for that fourth spot between those three. Um, and so I, I think it's it's kind of wide open. I think. We talked about Lindell and Kilgore being that second, third, but I think it's more of a stronghold now than what I thought maybe two or three weeks ago. I think Lindell has picked up their play and is now more a lot more of a lock on that third spot right now as far as what we've seen. Well, I, I mean, just from watching everybody last week, I did get – we were off last week, so I got to watch some of those games. and got to see Palace getting against Chapel Hill. I thought they had a great plan, right? But I, I think that it's going to be – I mean, Lindell is going to be – they're, they're going to be a playoff team now, they know. Right, they they still got to play Chapel Hill. They still got to play Kilgore. They're going to beat Jacksonville, as will everybody else. And so it, it's just 
Now it's going to be Lindell and Palestine for that third spot. The loser's going to get the fourth spot. I think I would say that district's sewn up, in my opinion. It's going to be Chapel Hill, Kilgore. And then I would say the edge goes to Palestine just from what I saw against Chapel Hill and then Lindell. But I, I, I well, think to, that, well, now, now Palestine didn't look so good last week against Kilgore. I think that the matchup is always tough. If you look back at the last four years, Chapel Hill's always struggled with Palestine. Um, they, they lost, I think, three years ago and then they lost two years ago to them. Last year they got behind and they were able to come back. And then this year they struggled beating them. So that's a that's a struggle. I think it's just a matchup thing with, with the Chapel Hill game. So I don't know as I put as much stock in that. I and mean, I think Palestine did played well, but I'm still interested to see what they do with the rest of the district now. Because now they're at the now they've got to start winning. Because you start at 0 and two, even though you play the toughest two teams, you know, you, you can't afford to mess up anymore. Well, they're just not going to lose to any of those bottom teams. I mean, truthfully, it, Palestine Lindell's the game for third and fourth. I mean, uh, they're just Henderson, uh, Jacksonville, and um, Athens are not going to are not going to beat any of those other two. I don't, I don't think and that's from what it looks like right now. All right, game two, uh, Marshall thirty one, Hallsville seven. Um, not really surprised here on this one. Um, kind of Marshall has picked up the the mantle as maybe that third seed uh, right now, possibly in that district with uh, White House and Texas high up top. Um, Hallsville kind of at the bottom of that district. So um, maybe I thought the score might be a little more because, uh, you know, Marshall has been playing well. I think that's about the same spread as they beat Pine Tree a few weeks ago. So, um I think Marshall now it's between Knack, Pine Tree, and Marshall kind of fighting down there at the bottom, and it looks like Pine Tree has put themselves in a better spot than they were after the loss to Marshall with the win over Nacogdoches. So I mean, Nacogdoches still has Marshall to play. Could be a three-way split there. I mean, just because with these teams, you just never know who's going to show up. Mm-mm. You know, I think I've... it's frustrating for Hallsville, Kyle, because I think it was kind of like their last chance. To, to steal a win and get in the playoffs, right? Like, if you can't get this one, you're really in an uphill battle for them. Yeah. Um, but but for Marshall, I mean, I'm with you. I, I'd be interested to see what happens with Nacogdoches and Marshall. We were all, I was all high on Nacogdoches last week. And honestly, if that game against Pine Tree goes five minutes longer, they win. I mean, it, if you just kind of follow the game flow, uh, they, you know, they had a chance to get an onside kick at the end, and they, had, they got the ball back at the end and couldn't get it done. So, um you know, frustrating for them if, like I said, the game's five minutes longer. If they don't do some stuff in the first half, they have a chance to win. It'd be, it'd be interesting to see. But but Marshall, um, they, they put themselves in a good spot now. Take care of Nacogdoches and, and you're in. Yeah, I think the, I think the game kind of went as I expected it to. Um, Marshall held Hallsville to just 158 yards of offense. Uh, you're you're going to win a lot of games doing that. So defense played outstanding, but – I mean, it's Hallsville's had a rough year. I think I, stealing a win was the right terminology if they would have got one against Marshall because I don't think they're better than Marshall, Texas High, White House, Nacogdoches. I don't think they're better. They're not making the playoffs. So that uh, Marshall, Texas High, White House, Texas High has solidified itself as I think the front runner in the district for sure. Then you got White House, Marshall kind of hanging out there. That battle for that fourth spot is going to be interesting. Um, with Pine Tree now having the the advantage over Knack, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. But game kind of went how I expected it to. Marshall's got a good football team. 
Allsville's just not very good this year. Mm. Anybody else? Uh, I'm I mean, it's all, it's all been said. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Game three, a uh, game we were just kind of talking about. Uh, Pine Tree over Knack, 23 to 20. Um, I don't know what to say about this game, guys. I Every week I'm like, okay, I go with Pine Tree, and they lay an egg. Like, okay. Then I went with Nacogdoches this last week, and Pine Tree beats them. It's like a... It's like uh, they're on a roller coaster. We kind of talked about it. It's like one week pine trees, you know, they're they're out there. They beat somebody, and then you're all you get kind of behind them a pine tree. They're doing well, and then whoop, they lay an egg. So I don't know. I, I th- really thought Nacogdoches was going to come in. I, I thought to see Nacogdoches play Chapel Hill. Their front seven on defense were real impressive to me, um, and they had at times were able to keep Brisbane and Stewart. At bay, you know, of course, they weren't able to do it the whole game. It, they broke out and got away. But I was impressed by them, and I thought they would give Pine Tree all they wanted. I thought they were going to be in that spot. But now they're behind the eight ball now. They've got to steal the win from one of those top-tier teams to get themselves back in in contention and hope that Pine Tree slips against one of the bottom teams. I mean, it feels like an upset to me that Pine Tree won the game. You know, I mean, just because we're talking about the kind of the inconsistency that we've seen over the last few weeks. You know, I, I think that, you know, like I, like I was talking about, kind of watching the flow Friday night. I wasn't physically watching the game, but kind of see how it was kind of out of hand. And then Nacogdoche scores late. They get the ball back. They have a chance at the end to score again and get the win. You know, I, I think that if one of those two teams was going to lose that game and have a chance to steal one later, Nacogdoche is probably the best chance to steal one against Marshall. You know, I mean – if, if they can, I don't know if they can or not. But, you know, when you're a defensive coach and you have a team that has a D1 athlete, a couple of D1 guys like Pine Tree does, and you can hold them to 23 points, you should win the game. I mean, you you should find, you should be fortunate to have 23 on the scoreboard. So, offensively, they got to get some things figured out. I know we've we've talked about them a lot, Nacogdoches anyway, about their defense and their front seven. But offensively, um, you know, they're, they're going to have to get it fixed before they take on Marshall. They're, they've got to beat Marshall now. I don't think they can knock off White House or, or Texas High, like K.O. said a minute ago, about, especially with those two. But um, they're going to figure it out offensively if they want to they get well, it. They lost to White House by three. Was it two weeks ago? I think, yeah. yeah. That was like a, a shootout. Yeah, you're right. Like 49 So that they've already – they don't have a chance at that one. So it's going to have to be Marshall or Texas High at this point. Or they're going to have to hope Pine Tree uh, lays an egg in one of those games. Oh, look who's on. Look who's uh, Pine Tree over White House. Book it. That's so dope podcast. Who is that guy? Oh, hmm. I bet hmm. you. I know. I bet that's the uh, Pine Tree's number one fan. <laughs> it, I guess the fingers weren't scratchy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just the throat. Wow. <laughs> I, I, this Pine Tree team, I don't know what to think about them. Just like you said, Brett, I don't know. I don't. It's Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. I don't know what team we're getting week in and week out. Uh, so it's tough to call it. Good win over Knack. They got it when they needed it, though. That's a big win. I mean, you know, but it, we say that we say stuff like that. But the thing is, this is the reason why we suit up because you don't know who's gonna win. Sure. I mean, we just don't. We just don't know who's gonna win at any time. And, and we um, talked about that, Vince. And, we we talked about that with Pine Tree. They've had that chance. We thought the game they had a chance to do that was against Marshall. Like we thought that was gonna be the game that they. 
we were like, if you're going to make the run, you got to prove it in this game. And they proved yeah. it this week instead, which after they didn't prove it last week, we thought, okay, well, we can write them off. And now here they are. Mm-hmm. Season not over yet. Mm-mm. It's just <laughs> getting started. Said it, uh, Jeremy said everybody missed this game. This is, I actually got this one right somehow. Oh, well, I didn't know who I picked. Man. I didn't, I didn't know who I picked. So, I don't know why my picks are off, but it, I can show you my list here. Oh, there we go. And we go. based off of my list, I should have went nine and one. The only one on my hey, list here was I got my list here. I got 10 and 0 this week. Uh, I had all the correct picks. And you know what? It don't even matter. You can I'm go back and watch the show because it's all recorded. It's all recorded. And I wrote it down here. So, it is what it is, but man, uh, you know, big shout out to Pine Tree. They got the win they needed. Now they need to go and beat uh, White House. Well, if they can beat White House, even if they don't, you need to beat Hallsville. That's for sure. You definitely well, got to have that I game. I think that's a given. Well, I say it's yeah. a given. I, who knows? <laughs> who knows? Yeah, you never point, know. Yeah. You never know. Not going to count it. Um, game four. Uh, Honey Grove 47 to nothing over Alba Golden. Um Man, Honey Grove is looking tough. I mean, we talked about the two defenses. Um, neither team had given up a whole lot of points um, until this game, and Alba gave up a lot, and Honey Grove didn't. And when you blank somebody, you gain respect from me. Like, I know uh, Alba Golden's probably not as strong as what they've looked, but Honey Grove's there. I mean, they're going to be – them and Cooper, I mean, I'm ready to see that one. Uh, I think that's going to be a really good game in that district, uh, probably for the district championship. Uh, Kyle, uh, I know you have some thoughts on this game. Uh, it's um, Honeygrove's good, man. They've they've won sixty-two to nothing, sixty-three to nothing, and then back-to-back forty-seven to nothing. So they haven't given up a point in four games. They're a really good team. Um, like you said, that Honeygrove Cooper game. That Honeygrove gets Cooper at home on October twentieth. So circle that date on your calendar. Honeygrove Cooper. I bet that will be in the pick'em that week. I, I bet it should. Um, but, yeah, Honey Grove's a good football team. Here's the thing about Alba. The, the, we talked a little bit about this last week. It, if you play a soft non-district schedule, it's going to inflate your record and make you appear better than you really are. If you play a really tough non-district schedule, it could make you go 0-5 into district play and people kind of write you off. But this is the same thing that Alba Golden did last year. Started off like a house on fire the first five games, six games, and they were five and one, and then ended up not making the playoffs going six and four. So it's it's this district. Honeygrove and Cooper are the top two teams in the district. If Alba Golden can beat Wolf City this week, then I think they make the playoffs. If they lose to Wolf City, they may not make the playoffs again after a five and zero oh start. So all I'm saying is we can't judge these teams just solely based off records because you got to also look at who they played in the non-district schedule. And some coaches don't like to hear that. Some coaches don't like to hear, oh, well, um, people say we didn't play anybody. Well, I mean, if you just look at the team, I mean, you got to look at the records. I, and we're not, it's not like we're trying to bury teams or, or put somebody over anything like that. Just looking at the facts, you're looking at the records. It is what it is. And I understand you play who's on your schedule, the great thing about high school football, you kind of get to make your schedule. So yeah. you chose that. So anyway, that's that's my little uh, my little thing. Congrats coach, to uh, Coach Hunter. Do you want to give a coach's perspective on that? Yeah, I mean, Ko's right. As a as a coach, you always schedule according to where your program's at, right? Like for us at Brook Hill, as a team that 
wants to compete and win state championships every year, um, we challenge ourselves in non-district. We play the Atlantas. We play the, the, the Graces. We play the, you know, the teams that are going to give us a challenge. But if we were a team that was never going to win a district game, and there are some teams in our district that, that do this, they're not, they know they can't win a district game, so they do go schedule those week games. And that's okay because ultimately your job as a head coach is to keep kids in the program and try to get better. You can't develop kids if kids don't keep playing. So where Alba Golden is, that's great. Hey, man, look, you, won, you went 5-0. and oh. There's some enthusiasm about the program. Somebody on the show, I won't mention who, but his name rhymes with Brandon Ogden, included him in a top 10 voting a couple weeks ago because they were 4-0. Oh. But, but that's, a, but, but that's wow. okay. Danger filled out. And left danger filled out. But, listen, but in all seriousness, what that did for that pro, it got people talking about the program, right? And and that's what you need to do if you know when you get the district you're really going to struggle, right? Now, as K.O. mentioned, from, forget the coach's standpoint. Let me just talk about the schedule. The, the teams they had beaten combined for the year had scored 12 points. They had combined to score 12 points all year long. So the fact that they were 5-0 and was not a shock, okay? And and now they played a team that was quality, and they – Got I mean, blank. They, they – uh, yeah, there was a blank space on their uh, end of the scoreboard. <laughs> and now we have bad blood, K.O. It's going to be a cruel summer when it we, uh, when we get summer. to it. Uh, no, the – but – and I don't – look, I got enough heat in Alba already. It's not just Alba that does this. Like there are other no. teams that do the exact same thing and schedule weaker non-district opponents to get a better record. If that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. That's great. But for me personally, as a person that watches football and has played football, I would prefer to have a tougher non-district to prepare me for district play when the games actually matter. Because you're not going to get a good tell of your team playing somebody that's getting beat 60 to nothing every week. You're not getting a good tell on your team. You're not getting good competition. So I kind of agree with that. Give me a good competition. Yeah. Because you you know you don't know what you made of until you put in those positions. And if you keep blowing everybody out sixty to nothing, when you race when you run up against somebody that hits you in the mouth, you're gonna find out who's real and not. You face adversity for the first time yeah. in the year. And, and, then, and, then and, and then now you now you need a win because it matters and you don't know what to do. Look at look at Dangerfield's schedule. I mean, look who they uh. schedule. They schedule Timpson. I mean, I know it's a down classification, but that's yeah. Timpson. You schedule center. I mean, they jump up a classification against a team that has a potent offense with athletes all over the field. I mean, you look at their record. They've lost a couple of games, but they're a danger field. I mean, they, they've they played some teams, and they're when they're district time, they're ready. It's it's Like I said, I mean, it's all about perspective. It's all about knowing where you're at. I mean, the coaches at Alba Golden – I mean, I, there's no doubt. That I don't know them. I don't. I don't know a single person there. So I'm not. I'm not. This is not a negative shot at anybody. But they know better than anybody what team they have. They know better than anybody whether they compete in the district or not. And so here's the thing: if you if if playing a tougher schedule is the difference in you competing for a district championship or not, then by all means do it, right? Mm-hmm. But if you know it doesn't matter what you do in the non-district, then I, I'm all for going to get in the five wins. Like that's great. But don't be mad when people call you out about it either, KO. And right. that's kind of my thing. Like, if you want to do it because that's what's best for your program, nobody knows better than you as the guy in charge. But you got to understand what all comes with it. And I don't, like I said, I haven't heard it. I don't know if that's going on or not. But you, you just have to look at it all in one big picture, not just in pieces. Well, and use it, use it as motivation. Put a chip on the kids' shoulders. Like, yeah, you can use that as motivation. So, so turn it into something positive. 
So if I'm looking at it from just the other side of things, I can see a reason why you might want to play an easier schedule up front because you got to think, too, these are still <laughs> kids. And when they start losing games, people start hanging their heads. And you get people who start checking out. You get people who start getting real negative. I mean, I work around grown people who are negative all day long. I know kids get negative. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, imagine going 0-5 and and then now you're going into district play, but don't nobody want to play football no more. Mm -hmm. You know, so those five wins matter now. You know, getting them early so that they get their confidence up. Um, So, I mean, I can see either side of it, but it's kind of like what Jeremy said. You got to know what team you have. You gotta know if you, if you got some dogs like like Deion Sanders. If you got some dogs, it ain't gonna matter who you who you play. You know, it ain't gonna matter if the team is tough. <laughs> well, and and here's here's the other thing too. It uh, doesn't matter who you play. If you give up 357 yards on the ground, mm. you're not gonna win mm. a lot. That's mm. uh, not, that's tough. Not. Tough. So you won't. But again, it's not mm. just Alba. There are other school. Excuse me, Alba Golden. It's not just Alba Golden. It's other schools too that do the same thing. For sure. And it's it's. Yeah. I mean, it's it's like you said, Jeremy. It's to what fits your program. It's what. And and you said it too, Vince. You want to get the kids some some easy wins early on. I like the way. I want to take you back for a second. Let's go back to 2009. Let's go on the time machine. 2009. Okay. <laughs> All right. So think of the layout of East Texas football at that time. Little KO was a senior at Lindell mm. High School mm. in 2009. And, uh, and mm. um, anyway, I, th- I think the way our schedule was constructed was like it, it was in like tiers. It got progressively better. So we started out with Spring Hill. Then we played Wills Point. Those were our first two games of the year for as long as I can remember when I was in school. And then our third game, Pine Tree, tough game. Fourth game was Paris. Fifth game was Pittsburgh when they had uh, old Teddy Burns in uh, in Pittsburgh. Then our district was Kilgore, White House, Nacogdoches, Henderson, Jacksonville. And then uh, we lost in the playoffs at Sulphur Springs. So my point being, I like that kind of schedule where you kind of just tear. <laughs> um, like you should be get, getting progressively harder. I think the first couple of games, because you're working out kinks, making sure, you know, kind of getting back in the feel of things. First couple of games. Put some softer teams there, but three, mm-hmm. four, five, those kind of games headed into district should be ramping up to get ready for district play. <laughs> In 2009, yeah, they, they don't, they don't go been, back that far. <laughs> I had been I had been paying taxes for quite some time in 2009. I'm just gonna be honest with you. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. I think I was still in Austin then. I, it's, it's been a while. I think I don't know. I can't remember where I was at in 2009. Yes. That was a different Lindell. me. <laughs> Lindell, Lindell had grass. Matter of fact, they got turf literally the year after I graduated. So you're all welcome, Lindell. All that and nil that, money you brought in. <laughs> yeah, I'm still waiting to find that statue of you over there, Kyle. Yeah, that's, that's, that's probably not happening. Yeah, well, soon. it's in. We won't talk about where it's at, but it is there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I'll be. I, I'll probably get a statue in Emory before I get a statue in Lindell. Maybe an album, but uh. <laughs> how, about, how, about, how about Grand Saline, Kyle? Hey, I'm 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 welcomed over in Grand Saline. I, I like so, the people over there, in Grand Saline. Game five, Edgewood and Grand Saline. Game of the week, probably of our pick'em games. A 28-27 win for Edgewood. A big district game. Seeding implications in full effect here on this one. And um, Jeremy said that they went for it for the game. 
Yeah, so following that thing, trying to update scores for you guys, uh, Edgewood had a, had a – actually, I think at one point it was 21-7 to 7 or even 28-7. to 7. It was a big lead for Edgewood. Grand Saline comes back, and and uh, Edgewood scores uh, – I mean, uh, excuse me, Grand Saline scores with uh, yeah, leather helmets in 2000. Come on, bro. Um, I was out there, too. Believe me, they were not as nice and light as the ones we have now. My helmet weighed 47 pounds in the year 2000, I believe. I got a big head too, but anyway, um, <laughs> Grant Celine uh, chose to to go for two at the end of the game and didn't get it. Listen, I like the call. It's one of those game flow things, right? Like as a coach, you, you kind of fill out what's going on. You've got all the momentum. You were down by two or three scores. You get it back on the road too. Yeah, you're on the road. I, I'm all for going for it. It just frustrated me that they didn't get it because then I lose the game in the pickup. And I was one of the few that picked Grant <laughs> Celine last week if, out of this group, at least. I I, I had uh, Grant Celine as well. Yeah. So I'll say the app shows that 55 out of the 71 pick Grand Slates. Okay. Oh. You know what, Brandon? We don't need facts. Okay. Well, we don't need your facts around here. I pick, hey, I pick Grand Saline too. So. You know who did not pick Grand Saline? Kyle. Because he's got. Oh, there goes that statue. That, that's one of my picks that actually panned out right that I did have. Oh, you got somebody that played against you, Jeremy. At center. Uh oh. We, we had this talk about Uh-oh. center. My playing Uh-oh. days. Um, mm. Sorry, Kimbro. Um, Jeremy, like, get him out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Boot him. I don't have get the power to eject here. anyone, but if I did, I'm, I'm <laughs> Kimbro. If, if you play, Kimbro, this is we're we're getting way off track, but that's okay, Kimbro. If you played in the year, if you played in the 2000 game, it was the last game of the year. If you don't mind telling these people how cold it was in that game, I felt like it was 42. It really wasn't 42 below zero, but it felt like it. It was miserable. Um, but anyway, it was fun. Corey told you to pick Edgewood, Vince. Corey didn't tell me to pick Edgewood. I told y'all why I picked Edgewood. I work with somebody that lives out there, and she told me how good Edgewood was. <laughs> That's the expert analysis you get on that SN. <laughs> <laughs> that That's was my expert right. opinion right there. I, I know somebody out in the area. She said, hey. You might want to go with Edgewood this week. <laughs> there you go, Jamie. It sleeted that week. Said it was Man, sick. I believe it. I believe it. But um, the, so he the, played. So unless this is Michael Montgomery, he played with Montgomery. And uh, gosh, if he could tell uh, the, the other defensive lineman's name was Moore. He went on and played at UL Lafayette, and, and Montgomery played yeah. at A and M. That was a good group. Uh, I played basketball against Montgomery. I'm so. sorry, that didn't go well for you, did it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, I wasn't guarding him. <laughs> I chipped six teeth in that game. Wow. Mm. One of them was mine. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, this game, as far as the seeding goes, I mean, we talked about kind of Troop and West Rusk have kind of, you know, put themselves to the top of this district. And then you have Edgewood, Gransling, and Art. I think those three are fighting for those last um, two spots. Um, I'll be at the Art Gransling game in Gransling this week. That's where I'll be uh, doing the broadcast from. And so that's a huge game. You know, Grand Saline now has lost to Edgewood, so it's almost like a must-win for them. Art still has Edgewood on the schedule, um, but it, that should be a good one um, on NSN. But this one, I knew it was going to be a good game, but I, I was like, y'all, I saw the score. It was 28-7 to at one point. I was like, oh, I lost this game. And then I turned it later back to the app and checked it, and I saw it lost 27-28. I was like, oh. I was thinking like block kick or missed extra point. I, at that time, I didn't know they went for two, but what a game to be at, though. I, I love the call by Coach Drennan to go for two. Um, probably what the Redskins mm, 
probably what the commanders should have done Sunday against the Eagles if they wanted to win that game, uh, go for two when you have the momentum. But uh, Edgewood, I, I knew that game was going to be close. Uh, these two teams are very close together. You know, they, they aren't far from each other. It's a good rivalry. And uh, Grant Selene got Edgewood last week or last year. And the reason that I picked Edgewood was because they were coming off that terrible loss to Winona the week before. Revenge on their mind, plus losing to Grant Selene last season. You got to defend home, your home field. So that's why I picked Edgewood. And, and it was when it was 28 7, I felt good about it. Then I saw Grant Selene coming back like I figured the Indians would. And um, they nearly they nearly pulled it off, but I like the the effort from Coach Strennan. And you're right, Brett. That game against Arp this week, huge, huge game. And let me give you somebody to look out for on Grant Celine, Colt okay. Boyd. He was a sophomore last year. Dude is a freaking stud. He's huge. He is a big kid, and he is all over the place. Defense, offense, he's all over the place. So look out for Colt Boyd, number 19, I believe. Colt Boyd, okay. we watching. So that district kind of sits, like I said, Troop and West Rusk at 1-0. At the top, you got Arp, Edgewood, Grand Saline, Winona, all at 1-1. One one. You know, uh, Arp's already beat Winona. They blew them out. Now, Winona did beat Edgewood earlier mm. in the year. So that mm-hmm. one may come back to be a factor when it comes down the stretch too. Arp kind of controls their own destiny because they've already played West Rusk and they've already played Winona, the kind of the two ends of the spectrum. They still got to play Troop, a big rivalry game. You never know what's going to happen. But Arp kind of controls their own destiny because they get all that. They still get to play all those middle teams starting with Grand Saline this week. And uh, Brett, when you enter Grand Saline, you got to go lick the salt rock. Yeah, thing don't, they have. don't yeah. do that. Do don't it. do that. Do don't it. do that. Actually, go inside, yeah. though. Go inside the little salt uh, museum right there, yeah. and you can get little pieces of salt rock that aren't, like, just bare. But, yeah, you can get can little we, pieces of salt. How How is that still – now, listen. I w- so, my assistant coach on the basketball team, Suzanne Brawley, she was head coach at Van for a long time. So, they she has she knows about the Grand Saline-Van rivalry for sure. But she was telling me something about this. I don't know why we were talking about it, but we were, because I think it's one of the craziest things ever. But she was telling me that diseases can't stay on that salt, which is why no. it's sanitary. No, first off, KO. I don't care if diseases can stay there or not. How many That's people fact, have licked though. that thing? It may be a fact. No <laughs> chance I'm licking that thing. There's, Brett, do how much, not do it. How much money, Especially how much money would it take you to, to lick that uh, rock, Jeremy? It's going to take four digits, and they're all before the, before the, the period. I'd do it for free. Uh, man, okay, y'all go ahead. <laughs> go ahead more no power to you i mean literally how many people do you think have licked that thing I, I have i have no idea when and, i went there people, i didn't lick it i didn't lick it. i got me a little trying to figure rock, out where COVID came from y'all <laughs> talking about licking the sock, <laughs> sock rock that millions done lick nah i'm good well, it's, it's in grand Saline. i don't know about millions so it's yeah. <laughs> maybe thousands <laughs> but one thing about that, let's let's talk about this game with 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 uh, Edgewood beating Grand Saline. Edgewood lost to Winona. Are we sleeping on Winona here a no. little bit? No, Winona got beat by Arp. No, sixty-five to seven. Okay, no. listen, we're talking about the fourth spot. Who do they have to beat to get the fourth spot? Just Grand Very Saline, true. right? Very true. That's yep. all they got to do. That's all um, they got to do. We're like a six-way tie for second. Well, yeah. they're not going to beat anybody else. But if they beat Grand Saline, they're going to be the fourth team, right? Well, they're going to beat Quitman. And equipment's out of it, but I mean, they still I, haven't played Troop or West Rusk. Well, forget about those. those. Forget about Troop, West Rusk, and Harp. Th- those are the top three, right? But so, yeah, he's talking about just that last spot. Yeah, if they could beat Grand yeah. Saline, we, yeah. we've kind of poo pooed on them a little bit, and maybe we shouldn't have. Which it wouldn't be the first time we were wrong 
it, oh, at least yeah. for me. <laughs> but um, it's it's interesting. Maybe maybe they do. I don't know when they play, but we need to we need to find that out. But Winona and, and uh, if Winona can beat Grand Celine, they're gonna be a playoff team. Brandon, hey Jeremy, I bet I know where you can probably find that out at. Well, I know, but my phone, my battery's so, getting low, and so. Winona plays West Rusk this week. Then they have a bye. Then they play Grand Saline, Troop, and Quitman the following three weeks. So they get two weeks to get ready for a game they need to win to make the playoffs. Yeah. I'm calling it right now, Brandon. Winona's going to beat Grand Saline. They're going to get on the, the road in Grand Saline. On the road in Grand Saline. I'm just Not telling you. They didn't just beat Edgewood. They beat them. And they, had, they were aided. They, now, granted, they did this, yes. Two blocked field goals. And four interceptions. Well, so yes, uh, they they Brett, they did the Let's talk about another team we know that just wins games because of defense and special teams. There's a, there's a team over in Buller, the, the Brookhill Guard. Their their defense is pretty good. I'm, but here's the thing. I'm saying all I'm saying is I wasn't at the game. I don't know how these turnovers occurred. You know as well as I do. Some are caused by the defense. Some are just mistakes by the offense. I'm now, with you. I hear you. So that's all I'm saying. But we'll see. We'll see. You're right. We'll see. That's the beautiful thing about it. We get to see it play out on the field. Here's the thing. When 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 they line up, who's going to have the better athletes? Winona, for sure. Yeah. And, and the better discipline is going to be Grant Saline. For sure. But you and I have talked about that, right? Like they're gonna they're gonna be they're gonna have the best athletes. If they can put it together for, for you know, forty eight minutes, they're gonna win that's, a game. That's the thing though. Can yeah. they put it together for forty eight minutes? And I, that's yeah. It's just interesting. We've kind of like I said, we've kind of just written them off for a few weeks now talking about them and now they're putting themselves in a pretty good spot. They've had a weird year. They've had, they've had weird, like they've, they've looked decent in games and then they've just like the ARP game just not looked good at all. Well, so let's, they, I mean, they got blown out by grace, which we know grace has got grace a good is a good team. team. Uh, they lost to Lone Oak by 21. Lone Oak's not, not great. Not so, not so good. Yeah. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Redwater by five. Which, that game was shortened. It they only played like a quarter or a half. They lost to Frankston, 56-27. Frankston's decent, though. They're not bad. Uh, they beat Edgewood, 41-28. to They lost Arp, 65-7. to That's I'm calling the Edgewood game a fluke. That's what I'm calling it. Okay. Uh, we got we got Statman Eddie. Is, uh, Winona's giving up 44.6 points a game. Well, we said that about Lindo a couple weeks ago, and they, well, they improved. So Winona still has time. How many is Gilmer giving up a game? I bet it's more than 44.6. And that average is going to go up this week, Eddie, because Pleasant Grove is going to light it up this week. But Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yep, they are. All right. Uh, let's go up to speaking of uh, Texarkana area. Let's talk about uh, Texas High over Mount Pleasant. Uh, game six, 58-29. Um, I'm not sure what to t- what to think about Mount Pleasant. You know, they are in the district. We have, we've talked about the district a little bit with – you know, Pine Tree, Knack, Marshall, Hallsville. Um, you know, Mount Pleasant, not a bad showing against Texas High. I don't think they're a playoff team, but I, I think Mount Pleasant could ruin somebody's day, possibly, as they if they play well enough and they knock off one of those teams that's fighting for a spot. I don't think they'd get in, but, you know, it's interesting that they do have to play these other teams on the schedule, so that could be an influence in who makes it. I want to give my man Eddie some love here. So a few weeks ago, we I kind of made some comments talking about the fact that Texas High's loss or Texas High's three point win against Legacy was not a very good one. Eddie pointed out to me after he heard the show that um, Texas High had lost their quarterback in that game, 
and that he would be back. Okay, so I watched a little bit of the Texas High game on Friday against Mount Pleasant, just watching it, and they're the real deal. And if they stay healthy, I, I was kind of on the fence about them versus uh, White House and, and kind of who would be the district champion. It's going to be Texas High. White House, they may keep it close, but they're probably the second-best team. But, but this week against Mount Pleasant, Mount Pleasant really – I mean, I know they scored 29 points, but just kind of watching the two teams and not really watching the whole game, but just the, what little I tuned in, there was a noticeable difference between the talent level between the two. And Texas High looked a lot better than I thought they would after what I'd just seen out of them. And Eddie's right. They're young, a bunch of juniors and sophomores. And not young in age necessarily, but young in playing experience, which makes yeah, a huge gonna, difference. Yeah, they, they got – so what, what basically is going to happen is they're going to do well this year – any experience they gain this year is going to help them next year. They're going to be really good next year for sure. I was impressed with the uh, – Ooh, what? Interesting. I, I, was, I was impressed with how Mount Pleasant performed against Texas High. Like like you said, Texas High is the, the best team in this district, I think. Um, but I was surprised how Mount Pleasant kind of kept it interesting at least. They didn't get totally blown out. Uh, Mount Pleasant, they have a path to the playoffs. They're going to have to still win, though. They're going to have to win this week against Marshall, I think. I think if they beat Marshall this week, there's a real chance they could get in. They lose to Marshall. You're 0-2 in district play. You still have to play White House, too. So you're probably counting the third yeah, loss they, there. They've only lost. That's their first district game. So Oh, yeah, that's I mean, that's what I'm saying, though. If they yeah. lose to Marshall, they would be 0-2. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's why I'm saying it's important to get off to that hot start in district play. Uh-huh. Um, I mean – it's, it, we'll have to see. We'll have to see what happens they're, with them. They're going to play a big, big factor. I think that's why. But w- what they've got left, everybody left except for Texas High. Yeah. So they could steal a couple of games uh, in essence and ruin someone's day because they've got all these teams left. So it'll be interesting to see how they. Um, Blevin says Marshall over Mount Pleasant, twenty-three to twenty. But he said he was the second best team. I'm confused. I'm confused, Christian. <laughs> well, that yeah. makes. Sense. That you makes me wonder. Second, second in district. So here, they're winning said. out the, the rest of the games, I guess. Well, that but makes still, me. Supposed to be third still. <laughs> well, that, that really makes me want to ask Christian for what I was thinking, which was how did he win his night spent with Snoop Dogg? Because that's apparently what he's been doing tonight. <laughs> <laughs> because they're not going to finish second. So we'll see. See, I can see that. Eddie's on the track. Play, play they'd the have top. to steal. To me, they'd have to steal one against White House. To do so, because I feel like White House is going to be second. Um, but I mean, I, I I don't see why they couldn't beat Marshall, Nacogdoches, and Pine Tree. I don't see why they can they, they couldn't beat all three of them. I think our debates for the night, guys, just show how interesting this district is going to be coming down the stretch. Because you literally could have, I think we we're kind of the consensus that Hallsville's probably the bottom feeder of the district. And any of these teams could beat any like anybody any night that could yeah shake up the entire. Right. Game. It, it now they'll like, have to yeah. they'll have to they'll have to step up every night, you know, because uh, you I don't think you can sleep on any of the teams I just named. Like you, you sleep on Marshall and they're gonna get you, they'll bite you. Um, we we seen Pine Tree. We Lord knows nobody knows exactly what Pine Tree is. <laughs> I don't even think Pine Tree knows what they are. You know. <laughs> And and sometimes that's 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 good because it's dangerous. You don't you don't know how to approach them, you know. Uh, and then there's Nacogdoches. We know Nacogdoches has athletes. It's just that it's just been unfortunate for them 
that the the level of of play that um that they've had to face has been just a a little bit better than what they've been able to put up but it doesn't mean that they can't turn it around at any moment so uh this is going to be a tight race i mean i i think so but in order for i feel like it might be you might be dragging a little bit to say that that Mount Pleasant will be number two. I can, I can put them in the third spot easily, but I, I don't know if I can put them in that that second spot yet. Well, give him long enough, Christian. I'd have to see White House lose yeah. one. We've we've changed his mind a little bit. He's he's listening to us a little bit here. Jeremy, you made a bold prediction about the last district nine three a division two. I'm gonna make a bold prediction here. The Mount Pleasant Tigers make the playoffs. Oh. Four seed. You heard it here. Mr. I don't think it's a crazy prediction necessarily because we're talking about no, nine three. Think, we don't know what they are. Nacogdoches, yeah. I mean, who they have to just beat those two guys, right? And it sounds so. This is going to be like <laughs> the most obvious thing I've said all night because we're in week seven or whatever, week six. They control their own destiny, like Brandon said earlier about somebody else. They've played the best team in the district. You're going to have to play the second best team, but if you lose it, you lose it. So what? But if you beat everybody else, there you go. They could finish as high as third. I could see it if they win this week, mm-hmm. obviously. But we'll know yeah. more after this week for sure. How they perform against Marshall. Yeah. Speaking of we know what they are, is Winsboro, guys. Winsboro Dude. with a big win over Commerce, 55 to 7. Commerce coming into the game undefeated. And Winsboro, Finney and Company said, Yeah, we don't care. We're just gonna blow them out 55 to 7. Um, they've looked really good so far. I, I'm looking forward to the Pottsboro game. Uh, October 13th. I think that's going to be probably for the district championship. Um, but Winsboro, man, they're, they're cooking right now. Kyle, uh, what, what about those, uh, what about the Winsboro Raiders? Yeah, I've, I have been high on the Winsboro Red Raiders for the past two seasons. Um, I really love what coach Finney's got going on over in Winsboro. It also helps that his son, Kyler Finney is an absolute dog out on the field. Um, dog, um, But uh, Winsboro, man, they are they are good. I know some people have been saying that they think this Winsboro Mount Vernon game is going to be a tight one Friday night. I I, I don't see it. Um, I think Winsboro wins handily. I, I really can see Sabine. I know, I know. Um, but I, I could really see Winsboro making a run this year. I really think this is the year that they make a run. Yes, they have a tough region. I saw Pottsboro Friday night for a quarter as well against uh, Mineola. Pottsboro's number five, old uh, Major McBride. That dude is a stud. Uh, talked to Coach Blackwell, got to see Coach Blackwell before the game in Mineola, and he was saying that he's told me number five for Pottsboro reminds him of Dawson Pendergrass. Mm-hmm. Watching him run looks, I mean, almost spitting image. So they have a stud that Winsboro's going to have to figure out a way to stop. Uh, but, yeah, Winsboro, outstanding team this season. I can see them making a run, and uh, – I'm I'm excited to see what the the Red Raiders can do this year. Yeah, Winsboro's pretty good. How good's Mineola, Kyle? I don't know. I mean, I'm asking you. When I, from what I saw, not great. But when I left, it was 21 to seven, and it ended up being like 55 to 40. So well, that, that says a lot about Mount Vernon too. If you don't yeah, think, if you don't think that Mineola's very good. They they beat Mount Vernon. Here's here's their what they've done so far, Jeremy. For your information here. So they lost to Canton 34 to 12. They beat Hugh Springs 28-6. We don't think Hugh Springs is very good. Uh they lost to West Rusk 48-33. They lost to Bullard 49 to 10. 
They like we talked about, they beat Mount Vernon 42-27. Um, they lost to Pottsboro 55 to 40. Here's the thing though. Their their offense is the same offense they ran with Dawson last year at quarterback. Like they don't have a true quarterback. They put an athlete at quarterback. Braden Alley, who's a an outstanding athlete, but he's kind of that being that Dawson character this year. Like he's he's doing it all. He's throwing, he's running, he's doing it all. So I, I it's hard to gauge many of They can put up points, but they're having a hard time stopping people too. Well, so and, and my whole point in that was I don't think that Winsboro and, and Pottsboro will end up being that close either. I mean I I think it'll be closer than this commerce game for sure. Oh well, I mean gosh. I, I yeah. think but I'm I'm still well, and then that comes back to the question: Twenty-one's close, right? Or is that blowout level? Well, I, I'm just saying, if it's twenty-one, it's not. I mean, if you're going to say are they going to win the game handily, you, you win by three touchdowns. I consider that handy. I it's mean, blowout. that's twenty-one. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, know if it's right. a blowout, but but it's it's handily. Control the game. I don't think it's a blowout. Yeah, yeah but it's handily. Um, yeah, Dawson Dawson is doing very well at Baylor, but um, so, so Pottsboro has played Van Alstine. They won twenty-eight twenty-two. They beat Calisburg. 34-28, Whitesboro, 49-30, Munster, 28-7, and Mineola, 55-40. That's who... Pottsboro, Pottsboro beat Whitesboro? Yes. Oh, then the, the region of Burroughs is settled in my mind already then. It's it's uh, Winsboro's region. It, I mean, truthfully, Kyler Finney's a stud. You talk about dog, he's a dog. Dog, Kyle. Here's um, the problem. Here's the problem. About third round, third, fourth round maybe, Winsboro Malakoff. And that will it be was, the game. It was, oh. it was second round. Last oh, second year. round. Okay, I couldn't remember what oh, round. Yeah, second or third round they played at Rose. Yeah, I did that game. I think it's second or third. Uh, yeah. I, okay. But well, that's going to be the game that we. I think Winsboro is undefeated up to that point, and then talk to me at that point because I'm not sure. We'll see. It'd be fun to watch that one. I don't know where it's going to be. Was it Rose last year, it, Brandon? I'm sure it'd be at Rose again. Yeah. I'll meet you guys there. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, one hundred percent. But I think there. I do we're think bro- we're, we're broadcasting that one right now. <laughs> the winner, work the on winner it now. <laughs> the winner of that Winsboro Malakoff game in the playoffs, I believe, will go on to represent the region at state and and uh. play in Jerry's world. Yes. yes. Um, another good one. Um, not to not to uh, give it any any uh, the other one any love, but Harmony forty two. Hmm. New Diana 41 and a close one. What what's that, Kyle? Are you are you calling for are you calling oh, for harmony? I'm just saying, man, you know, my, my man Boston Seahorn came back last week. He uh he had he did his thing out on the field. Uh the the Harmony Eagles, the Red Eagles took on the Blue Eagles from New Diana, and the Red Eagles came out on top. Uh, a lot closer than I thought it was going to be, though. Yeah. Well, you know, I thought I, I thought it would be kind of close. I, I did. I thought it would be kind of close. Um, once I found out Boston was back for Harmony, though, that made me feel a lot better. He just he's he changes the team. He changes the tempo of the team. Still impressed with New Diana to keep it that close, and they went for two at the end. Didn't get it, and then so mm-hmm. there you go. Same thing. They could have they could have kicked the extra point. We might still be playing football. So. Um, big win for Harmony, though. They needed that win to kind of start getting some momentum rolling. And if you're new, Diana, I don't think you, I don't think you're going to panic mode. I mean, you, you still have a great opportunity. You'll, you'll probably make the playoffs because that that district's not the strongest. Um, but you'll probably make the playoffs. So I would, I wouldn't panic if I was new, Diana. But big win for Harmony. They really needed that, and 
Um, I think it's smooth sailing for the Eagles, maybe till they see Queen City and then um, Dangerfield at the end of the year. It, it's funny to me that I didn't know Boston played. And so Seahorn played, it's, it's even makes me more uneasy about the whole thing for a couple reasons. For Harmony, if, if Seahorn's back and you only win by one, I've, I've kind of been, I've, I've been open about the fact that I think Harmony is a, an above average team. I think they're a good football team. I don't think that what they did last year is, is maybe possible again. But to me, it says a lot about New Diana at that point, KO. If Seahorn's back, and we were kind of wondering the same thing with their schedule, are they capable of beating Harmony? And they have a chance to win it at the end. They're not going to beat Dangerfield. Right, but what can they do the rest of the way? You mentioned they're probably a playoff team. I think that'd be a huge thing for them to get into the playoffs and have a good year, win seven. You know what? What could they win now? I guess seven or eight games. That would be huge um, for New Diana. So uh, I was, I was not shocked. Harmony won. I thought Harmony would win the game because I, I didn't think New Diana had proven themselves. But they proved themselves a little bit. If Seahorn was back and they lose by one, have a chance to tie it or win it at the end. Kudos to them, and that we need to be watching them going forward. And I agree. That's why I said I think New Diana is is much improved from last season. I think they will make the playoffs probably as a three seed, I would yeah. think. Um, it depends on how they play that Queen City game. That'll probably decide the three and four. But um, my point about Harmony, though, is they're still dealing with a ton of injuries. So just because Boston yeah. came back, which he's a big guy, he's a big piece to that puzzle – you also sure. got to remember that's his first game back too. So kind of shaking off some rust. I don't think Harmony has played their best football yet. That's kind of what I'm getting at. I don't think I would agree. I think they're they're peaking up and and going in that direction. And this was a good start to that. Whether you win by one or whether you win by a hundred, you got to win on the record, and that helps your momentum going forward. But I I am with you. I think New Diana showed a lot um, that they're they're not frauds. They are a legit good football team that can go out there and, and make some noise in this district. And nothing better when those Notre Dame-looking helmets come out there and they're playing. <laughs> if they still have those. I don't know if they do or not. But for I don't know. They might have white helmets now, I think. Oh, gosh. Uh, why would you get rid of that? Anyway. <laughs> uh, let's see. Eddie says. Wascom? What? Wascom's not doing anything. Eddie. You know, Wascom's not even going to be vying for the fourth spot. Wascom, Wascom lost to Legion Fields. Wascom and Hughes mm. Springs will be at the bottom of that district. Yeah. I think we were a lot higher on Wascom at the beginning of the year. When they lost to Sabine, then we knew, you know, that was kind of... They've had a hacked, rough year. Somebody hacked Eddie's account. Eddie's, Eddie's smart. <laughs> yeah, that's not Eddie. <laughs> or he's just trolling. He's making sure we're awake. We are. Yeah. Game nine, Frankston 61, Union Grove 7. Ouch. As Frankston, you know, puts their stamp on that one. Um, I I had Frankston in this one. Um, not sure I saw this. And just seeing this score, I, I wanna I want to to bring up some things that I saw Friday night. Now we talked about the the record on NetSN, the basketball score, center and Tatum week one. We had some outrageous scoring outputs Friday. It was like some people called up, hey, let's see who can score the most points. <laughs> we had Beckville put 92 on Hawkins. Jeremy, as a, as a defensive coordinator, I mean, what do you what do you do on Monday if you give up 92 points? Well, you, nothing you on Monday. Staff. You, you go fishing on <laughs> You go fishing Fire on Monday. Everybody. No, Bench. You go fishing on Monday because you resigned on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't even have walked into work. 
Let me let me ask you though, seriously. Put them pads over there in the corner. <laughs> I don't want to see you again. Everybody a, here, you're no longer student athletes. You are just students. As a <laughs> as a coach, what do you do in that situation? Like, so I've heard conflicting reports. Let me just put it this way: I've heard conflicting reports. People in Hawkins are saying that. Beckville kept their starters in midway through the fourth quarter. I don't care. You the don't score, give listen, up 92. Listen, listen. <laughs> the score was 71 to 12 at halftime. And allegedly, I wasn't at the game, so I don't know. But allegedly, Hawkins people are saying Beckville kept the starters in midway through the fourth. Beckville saying it was second and third string, third and fourth string that was in at the end of that game, and they just kept scoring. So my thing is, as a – you can't go out there and tell kids that don't play all the time, hey, don't go score. Like, you can't do that. You can't – if the clock's running and there's nothing else you could do, the defense still has to stop you. But as a coach, how do you balance – you obviously – nobody wants to go out there and embarrass a school. Like, like you don't want – I don't think – I don't know this, but I don't think that a coach goes out there intentionally looking to embarrass schools, like these other coaches, these other kids. Because at any moment, you could be on the receiving end of that. This could yeah. also happen to you at any moment. I, so, I, could write a, I could write a book about this whole situation. First off, tell me this. Where was the game at? Beckville. Okay, well, you can't control the clock then because I'm thinking if you're from Hawkins, the first thing you do is tell the clock guy, if you stop that clock for any reason, we're throwing <laughs> you out of the press box. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're done. You're done. <laughs> Here, here's what I'm going to say. I don't, know, I don't know any history of Beckville and Hawkins. I don't know if there's any history there between the two. Who knows? But I'm, gonna, I'm with you, KO. There's no reason to embarrass those guys, okay? There's no reason to if, – if it was – Okay, it's Beckville. Do they really have a third or fourth string? I mean, how many kids do they have on the sideline? Okay, so yeah. that's I would say this. Here's here's the thing. The only reason I would ever say it's justified, and I'm not even sure it's justified. Then this is just the, this is the part of me that is uh, a competitor and can't stand somebody to do some things they shouldn't do. The only reason I could justify it is if if there was something between the two schools and the coaching staffs that happened, or something happened, maybe on a Thursday night, or maybe it happened early in the game Friday, the only thing that, that I would say justify that would be something like that. And, I, and by that, I mean last year you ran the score up on me and we're going to return the favor. Or maybe you took a shot at a kid late early in the game and now we're going to put it – whatever that is. Okay, And I'm not even sure that justifies it, but I don't – I haven't heard of that happen. Okay, But I'm with you, Kayla. If, if, if I have JV guys in there or if I have freshmen in there, whatever I have, we're going to run the ball every play. We're not going to throw it. And I don't know if they ran it or threw it or whatever. But we're not going to tell a kid not to score. Like if, yeah, Corey got suspended. If <laughs> if if I have freshmen in there, we're going to run counter and power over and over again. And if you can't stop our freshman events, then I don't know what to tell you. Like that's on you at some point. I mean, not- I'm not I'm not here to I'm not here to feel sorry though. I'm like I'm here to win football games. And yes, the game. I'm not saying I'm going to keep my first stream in, but I'm saying I'm. I'm playing football because if I give you this ball back, what are you gonna try to do? You gonna try to score, right? Well, so and it, you know what? There was a game. There was a. This happened years ago, and it was in the NFL. There was a game uh, where something similar kind of transpired, and what happened was the coach took it easy. And what happened in the second half was that they they ran up the score in the first half. What happened in the second half was a team that got blown out had came back and almost won. And now you got the team who had blew him out was panicking. And even the quarterback lost his mind because he was like, what are y'all calling? <laughs> you know, it's like, I don't want to be on the end of that. I don't want to lose a game like that. 
you know. So to me, I'm not. We we can we can chat it up. We can shake hands and everything after the game. But when we when that game when that whistle is blown and that game is on, it's on. You got to remember, Jared, it's the same guy, the same guy, Vince here. When you guys kneeled it on the one uh, versus Atlanta, he was he was calling for the to punch it in. Okay, but let, yeah. me, just, let me just tell you this: <laughs> against Atlanta, we were going to kneel it down because they the game at that point was over, right? We didn't need to do it. But two things about what you said, Vince, and I think you're right on both. You're right on one of them. One of them you didn't bring up. You know, I, I'm not there to make you to 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 make you feel better, but. A good example of that yeah. is, is the Lifeboat game. Okay, you guys read our Lifeboat game, and we were up on yeah. that game sixty something to two touchdowns, whatever it was. And they kept throwing the ball and trying to score, and move. they were still playing hard. Yeah. And so if you're gonna if you're gonna play hard on one side of the ball, then we're going to also, right? Like that's that's kind of the unwritten rule between Absolutely. coaches. If I'm beating Absolutely. you by forty and you're still gonna play hard, then guess what? So are we. So are we. And, and but the other thing is, it's to keep the Taylor Swift theme going. Ko. A little karma here, right? If you're beating somebody eighty something to twelve, and you're and if you did leave starters in there or even backups at this point, right? Injuries happen in games like that. I'm just telling you, it never fails. You leave oh, a guy yeah. in there too long, and somebody gets hurt, and then you're kicking yourself for it, right? That's why. That's why coaches, when they're up by forty or fifty, just get in there and run it and run it and get it over with. Now, it's not, it's now not I don't. I don't plan on leaving starters in. That's not my thing. It, but I'm saying when my second stream is in there. I'm st- we're still playing. I'm treating them like they're the first stream in in a, in a way, you know, the first string. So, like, I we're still running plays, and I, I probably don't pass the ball that much, but I think I would if I put a second string quarterback out there just to see what he could do. We, it's not even about like I'm trying to score. I might be just wanting to see what he's what he's capable of. And see, we ran point. into this against White Oak this year, right? Coach Ludlow, what he's doing over there is he's trying to teach his guys to fight and keep playing hard, right? Yeah, and so. Even though we had a big lead going in the second half, we chose to – we put our JV guys in there. I think our starters played one series on both sides of the ball maybe in that game, and we ran our regular offense. We were still throwing it and, and running our normal stuff, but it was against lesser talent. And and so we're, he was fine with it. And you, some of that goes to KO and Vince and Brett. It, it goes into who you're playing, and you got to know them and what they expect, right? Like, yeah. yeah, absolutely. There, there are certain teams we know that if we play hard against for, for 48 minutes, they don't have anything to say. Right, yeah. but there's some teams that if you are up by three touchdowns and you throw a pass, they're going to be calling your superintendent or head to school if you're in our case. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, that's just you know, just one last point I want to make too about it, and I'm I'm not trying to be a butthole about it, but I, I'll say this: I'm playing football, playing sports. I've learned a lot about life, playing the game of football, and um, you know, you you learn from moments like these and what i'll tell you is this in in life life don't care if you didn't score but 12 points that's gonna keep beating down life is gonna keep the first stream in that's that's the truth and you know it it, and you gotta teach them that you gotta you gotta teach them how to handle moments like that because they're gonna come for everybody you you could try to protect them from it but when they get out in the real world it's gonna be there and you can't do anything about it only thing you can do is teach them from it it's just all about how how it happens it's it's all in yeah. how you do it. it. It really is. I don't. I mean, I don't think that they left their first string in. No. But I will say this: like you said, it's Beckville. How many kids do they really have? Yeah, I mean, you only so, got so many players. Huh. And and the other thing too is footballs. It's hard in football to not run up the score. So softball, for example, I've seen many softball games that have gotten out of hand 
very early. Step there's a the way base. that you could just walk off the base, get an out, move on. So yeah. there's ways, and in basketball, you can hold the ball, stall. Basketball too? There's, there's ways that you cannot run up the score. Football is the one sport where, it, like Eddie said, if you're not going 100%, you're going to get hurt. Like you have to go 100% full speed every play, and you might get hurt then, but you have a bigger chance of getting hurt. I remember a coach told me, to never stand around a pile because that's the easiest mm -hmm. way to get hurt. Oh, and yeah. so you have to be going balls to the wall, hundred percent all the time. And so, yes, it's it's and it's hard to tell those kids at Beckville. Beckville doesn't care that they put up ninety two; they're celebrating it. And Hawkins probably didn't even like Corey said they burned the film, didn't even watch it. What are we going to look at? This for? What are you What are you going to learn from it? Yeah, what well, you? you're not learning anything <laughs> from it. Move yeah, on. ain't nothing so, to look at that. I, I mean, it is it is what it is. Oh. Uh, it, it happened, but. So this district now, you've got uh, Frankston putting up big points. They're now one and one. You've got uh, Beckville at the top at two and zero. Oh. Harleton's playing well so far. They're at uh, one and zero oh district. Uh, Orr City is two and zero. Oh. They're playing uh, some good ball too. Orr City is right now. Mm -hmm. And so you've got, and then you've got Big Sandy Hawkins and Union Grove at the bottom. But I think you're looking at Frankston, Orr City, Harleton, and Beckville, kind of the favorites there right now uh, in district so far. So. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that one shakes out, but I think Beckville has kind of asserted their dominance in, in this district. Um, they've kind of woken up after that game one loss to Timpson. You know, yes, they have. And I want to say this about Frankston. This is where we started, even though we've, we've gone way off here. We've talked a lot about teams tonight who we don't know who they are. We don't know who Frankston is, right? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, they beat Union Grove. Union Grove's not very good this year, right? They're just in one of those years where it, small schools, it happens. But they, you know, we scrimmaged Grapeland this year, and Grapeland's not terrible, but their record is not very good right now. Grapeland's record is not good, and Frankston got beat by Grapeland, and it was handily. They lost to Grapeland, you know. So mm -hmm. I don't know what to make of Frankston. Uh, I, I think that, you know, obviously they have a, a coach that has the, the the pedigree of winning a state championship before with, with Coach Gould, but, uh, I, you know. They beat Winona, Jeremy. Well, I mean, you talked about you thought how good Winona was. I mean, that's that's one of their wins. What was the um, score? It was fifty six twenty seven. Okay, well, that's a little better. Uh, I don't know. I just I just think that you know they were a playoff team last year, right? I think that they will get back to the playoffs this year. But where will they fit in? You know, they like, lost to Carlton already, so that's one they're going to be behind. And you're probably going to lose to Beckville. So they're them in Orr City probably in that third and fourth spot probably. They Harleton. play the last game of the season. Harleton's really good. Harleton's really good. I I, I say really good. I, I watched them on film this year. We we scouted. We were scouting Wide Oak and got to see Harleton. I think they're a quality football team for that level for sure. <laughs> Eddie's got a message for you, Vince. For me, <sighs> Eddie, 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 Eddie. Mm. Hey, uh, let me let me ask y'all something. So, in in six man football, they have the forty five point mercy rule. You get up by forty five, I think, yeah. at any point, then yeah. you you call the game. What in about implementing that for uh, in a half? So, what about implementing for that for eleven man as an uh, option? That way, so, we don't have an eighty point game. So let me say what we have in taps. Half in yeah, taps, something different. At, okay. After halftime, if you're up by if the if there's a forty point difference. It's a running clock. It doesn't stop for anything. Then I mean, well, yeah, but I mean, they do that in games now. Well, but but it's an actual rule. Like you don't have a way around it. And you, oh, now you could agree to that. But yeah. It's the same way in football. Same way in basketball. If you get to forty points, the the running clock in the second half. 
I think that's the way to go about it. I don't want to end the game. I don't want to no. end the game. No, no, I, no, 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 no. But, but I do think a running clock would solve a lot of this because, listen, there are coaches out there who are getting their brains beat in and won't run the clock. And uh, that's – I don't know what you're proving at that point, right? If your kids are getting smacked, then there's no reason to, to let them stay out there and get smacked even worse. Hey, right? that, I, yeah, I, that's – if you want to forfeit – and walk away. By all means, you could do that. I, 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 matter of fact, I think we said that. We talked about that, Brett. And I was like, unless the referee stops this game, I'm going to keep playing. I'm going to use my yeah. second stream, but I'm going to keep playing. I, and I, don't, I don't think you need to stop the game. I don't think a forfeit needs to happen. But I think if you're up by 50 points in, in the second half, don't call the game maybe. But, yeah, like you said, run the clock consistently. Don't, don't stop for anything. Hell, don't even stop for timeouts. Just let that thing run so you mm -hmm. get 24 minutes of playtime, and then you're done. And I'm going to tell you, it cuts down the number of injuries. I, and taps, I love it. I wasn't a huge fan of the beginning. But it, there's so many kids, even because you're going to put young guys out there, and somebody's going to put young guys on the field, right? So you put a freshman out there against a senior, no matter who's winning or who's losing, the chances of that young guy getting injured are way higher. Yeah. I've been in – I mean, I'm telling you, I was there a couple years ago. We had two freshman linebackers. We wanted to get some varsity experience in a blowout game. One of them broke his collarbone in the first play. So, mm. I think I think that the running clock has really saved a lot of injuries. They still happen. I think it keeps kids from getting we, – we talk about not embarrassing kids, right? If, you, mm -hmm. if your own kids are getting beat by 50 or 60 or 80 in this case, why in the world would you not want the clock to run and get out of there as fast as you can? And so – uh, I, th I think that is something that needs to happen. And, well, and, and some coaches won't agree to it no matter what. And they did run the mm -hmm. clock in the second half. I can confirm that. They did have a running clock in the second half. But at Ooh. that point, it was already 71 to 12. So, I mean, <laughs> but I, I don't, I, like we said, I don't know what else you could do for football. Like we talked about softball, baseball, basketball. There's other things that you can do to speed up the game to get it over with. There's not much more you can do in football other than run the clock. And you then, just have to take a knee every time. Take a knee, take a knee, take a knee. Punt. Well, I wouldn't even say keep keep running. I wouldn't if I'm up by 80, I'm not I'm not throwing the football. I'm running it. Yeah. I'm you know, we're doing what what do they used to call it? Uh schoolhouse left, schoolhouse right, like every, I mean, up the middle. We're just doing simple stuff. But just, just punt on first down. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, no. uh Speaking of punting, there was not a lot of punting in this last game, game 10. Uh, center over Rusk, Jeremy, 76 to 48. How does it feel to uh, be a Rusk Eagle on the other end of this one? That's got to sting a little bit. You know, I mean, here's the thing. I Obviously, watching Rusk and seeing their scores, not real sure what they were, kind of like a lot of the teams we're talking about, this kind of the theme of the night, right? We're not sure who they are. Uh, I think offensively, their quarterback is going to be really good. He's a sophomore. He's going to, you know, as he, as he gets more into Coach Sitton's system and, and is acclimated to Rust, they're going to be fine. I was really disappointed defensively in how they played. Uh, now, they got a couple of turnovers early in that game to keep it close. And if they don't get a couple of turnovers uh, early, I think they got one, either a fumble recovery or a pick six, one of the two. If they don't get those, they get beat even worse. And, and, and I think center's a really good football team. I'm I'm not down on Rusk. I think Coach Sitton does a good job. I think they've got some athletes, but I'm concerned about how they can compete in the district now. I think obviously that the class of the district is Carthage, Center, and Van, uh, and now Rusk is going to be fighting. That Rusk Buller game is going to be huge when they meet for that fourth playoff spot. Now, um, uh, so we'll see what happens. But uh, I, you know, it, it was I didn't expect Rusk. To, I, mean, I picked them 
gosh, I talked myself into it last week on the show. <laughs> um, but and hey, it was a long that, shot. That, that heart versus brain pick, Jeremy, it's it's tough, you know. I know, and here I am. In trouble. Closer to, closer to Corey than I am to Brett. I got to oh, figure it out. So I love Russ so much. I decided to make a quick trip out to the field and uh, <laughs> check out the facilities um, as we will be covering the Rusk Van game. A big game uh, for Rusk, obviously, would be a huge win if they're able to knock off Van. Van's, you know, really tough this year. We'll have that game on NetSN this week. So uh, they're not you know. beating Van. They're not beating Van. <laughs> Man. And I'm from there. They're not beating Van. I, you know, Van I just tough, bro. I think Van's. I think, <laughs> listen, Van's I think tough. I think Van's in the next tier up from Rusk. I, I mean, I do. I think I think Rusk is a playoff team. I think they're gonna get in the playoffs. I think they'll beat Bullard, but I think Rusk Van's is in the, the next tier. Rusk I think is Van, gonna be the four seed. Van's closer to center and Carthage than they are to Rusk. In just my opinion, from what we've seen so far. I listen. I I can agree with that. I I think that's I think that highly of them. Like I, I do. I think Van. I, I feel like we're not giving him enough credit and enough did respect. You, did so. you respect him in your poll, Vince? Is the question. Probably yeah, I always respect him in my poll. <laughs> Listen, I, I, I give Van. Huh? Who's in your poll? I don't know. I ain't did that poll. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> but the last time I did it, they were in my poll. I think that. Yeah, I know they were in my poll because I was. I was giving so week, them some week love. One? Nah, nah, nah. I I just missed the last, the last two. I just missed the last two. Listen, That's we we know we know center is a really good football team. They had six hundred and eighteen yards of offense Ooh. Friday night. Three hundred and it's balanced. Three hundred and six through the air. Three hundred and twelve on the ground. You don't get much more balanced than that. So, um, yeah, center's tough, man. Center that Carthage center game later in the year. What day is that? That is the twentieth. Man. On that, on that SN? Yeah, going to be a huge, huge game. So um, I'm looking forward to that one. I think I think Carthage is the one seed. Center is your two. Van three. Rusk four in that yeah. district. Eddie, Rusk going to beat Buller. They're going to beat Buller. You know, I, I think Rusk is, is um, man, Sitton is so defensive-minded. I know he had to be frustrated with that Friday night. Um, but man, center has so many stinking athletes on the field. You just watch them run around and they were able to score on defense and special teams. And, and so it, it was, it kind of just snowballed on them, but I think Rusk is a playoff team and I had them in the poll last week and, uh, they, they need to prove it though. That, you know, it's kind of one of those things to where you need to go get a win. If you could beat Van this week, now we're talking, right? I don't yeah. think they can, but, but now you're talking. So, so here's the, here's some stats for you. Center's point put production. 80, 67, 52, 28, 57, 76. I, you know, going back to the first show we did when we had the center guys on, I told him I thought that they could beat Carthage this year. I ain't changed my mind on that yet. Um, I, gonna, I think they got the best shot. They got the best shot to beat them. Right, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with that. I'm gonna stick center. Center's gonna come out number one in that in that district. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna stick. I'm I'm gonna gavel that today. Yeah, that, that, they coming out number one. Hey, and I I got to see some great highlights from that that Russ Center game thanks to NetSN on the red zone. Uh, I got to see some of those highlights. I actually cut the highlight of Amonte Cross. He like got the snap, ran left, didn't find anything over there. Reverse field back to the right. Ended up scoring in the end zone. It was uh, yeah. 
They uh, center is good. <laughs> center is dang good. I'm excited to see that game against mm-hmm. Carthage. Mm-hmm. Hey, the center van game might be a, a really good game too. It, it might be. That. Hey, hey, hey that, don't let that don't let that run by you. Where can you find that? The center well, van game. Yeah. Oh well, you can see that right here on NetSN. Yeah, there's a lot we're, of good games coming we're up. We're gonna we'll find out about van uh, really, and we're we we all think really highly of van. This is the chance then to really prove it. I mean, mm-hmm. right? Like this is. This is the game. If they if they smack Rusk around Friday, okay, now let's talk about it. Yeah, that's right, Christian. Corey, you and Corey been hanging out with uh, <laughs> hanging out with Snoop tonight. That's why that's why Corey's not here. <laughs> I think I think he's talking about uh, Vince and his prediction of center being number one. Oh my man, I'm telling you, it's gonna happen. And when it happens, y- y'all laughed at me about the Beckville, and Beckville made everybody believe us. You know, they 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 Beckville heard what y'all was saying. Here's, here's the problem. It wasn't even, with that, it wasn't even about me. It was about here's y'all. The here's the problem with that, Vince. They what? got stomped by Timpson without Bussy. Like, does it matter what? anything else? They got to the go next, through them. Yeah, if they play again, what? Listen, it, it don't matter. Beckville ain't done ninety-two points. Against okay, <laughs> they you scored ninety two points against Busty. <laughs> SFA hung ninety on Texas College a couple years ago, and they didn't make the playoffs. So let's <laughs> ninety yet. Everybody hangs ninety on Texas College, man. See, I wasn't gonna uh, go there, but and I wasn't I, why you gotta talking. do Texas College like this? <laughs> I'm just saying, like score ninety, score ninety uh, is, is whatever. I you know, you know I just I, I I'll put you like this: the chances of center beating Carthage. Are better than Bullard making the playoffs. Here, here, here's this prediction. I'm better than Bullard making the playoffs. Yeah, I, I'll, yeah, I'll take that too. I'll take that. Yeah. Pine Tree and Bullard make the playoffs. Let's see him. No mm-hmm. and no. I don't think so. I, I don't know what Pine Tree is yet. We've been saying that all night. I don't know what they are. So I'm I, not going to write off the Pine Tree thing yet. I'm not going to say no Pine Tree. I don't want to speak on Pine Tree no more until till it till we get there. The, so. the problem I have with Bullard is what we talked about earlier with the scheduling. Like they don't schedule anybody, so we don't know how good Bullard is really. I mean, do we? Nope. I mean, they're they haven't played anybody other than Carthage, and they got donkey stomped. Mm. So I mean, I, I don't know. We don't, we don't know. We don't know. Yeah, they so got they they, they need to they need to win at some point. I and mean, who does Bullard have this week? Bullard has Brownsboro this week. Well, we'll find out. Win, okay, we'll well, win that yeah. that I called that one the elimination game. When we did our picks. Like it the is. loser of that game is out of the playoff contention, pretty much. Like I, I'm the winner, gonna, the winner could stay in to have a chance. Not they will make it, but they'll have a chance. I pick Bullard to win the game, but how are they going to handle Baker? I mean, that's that's going to be the question. Can they can they slow yeah. down? Do they have anybody athletic? They're not going to have anybody as athletic as him on the on on their team. Well, but there's a lot of teams will be in that boat against Baker, right? I mean, we'll see, we'll see. All right, okay. Y'all, let's, let's look at some polls, guys. And we'll, we'll since Vince didn't vote, we'll let him argue and see how he thinks we did. <laughs> Go ahead, chaos, chaos. He says <laughs> always chaos. I always root for the chaos. All right, let's see. Uh, this is going to be our 6A, 5A poll. We got Lufkin at five, White House at four, Tyler High three, Texas High two, Longview one. Thoughts, guys? Any, anything you see that sticks out there to you? That's solid. I yeah, had I Marshall just, in there, 
at at five instead of Lufkin. Oh okay. yeah, I put Marshall in there. You right, Ko. I had Tyler and Texas High flipped, um, but I think I don't have a problem with Texas High being two for sure. Yeah, I think it's just you know which one do you like at the point? Just just so Eddie knows, mm-hmm. just so Eddie knows, I uh, I voted Texas High number two. I just want him to know that I voted Texas High number two. Oh, there we go. You, you I also had Texas High too. I no, I just I, I understand I ain't got to do it, Vince. But you know, <laughs> I, I just want that out there in the ether right now. Don't don't let him push you around. <laughs> no, I, I want that out there now for later in the polls. That I just okay. want it out there now. All right. <laughs> He's trying to earn brownie points with Eddie. Okay. Oh, you got to thank you. There you go. I think also, by the way, Brent, let me just say this: I don't think people understand. None of us, except for you, know the results of these polls until you read them out loud. Correct. So it's, yeah, it's yeah, kind of shocked us at the point too. Yeah. It's it's only they only know what they voted. So, and I don't really look at them honestly. I look at them whenever I pull them up to get ready for the show. So, um, let's see. Tyler High will have a close game against Longview. I don't think so. I, I think, think they, Longview either. handles them easily. I think Next Tyler year. High. Tyler High is gonna is gonna lose this week. I I, I think. Who I said that? Is that Chris? Okay. Can I say something real quick? Last year. Go for it. Um. Tyler High, they – I'm not saying it was close. They had three red zone appearances that could have turned that game around. And I called – I don't know if it was it was Corey or Brett. I called somebody, and I was like, this game should be 21-7 to in the first half. But for some reason, Tyler High kept getting in the red zone, and they couldn't score. They just ran out of gas. It might be possible that they, that they turned that around. And at least in the first half, they put up some numbers. You know, I don't know. I think they're going to be competitive early. I do. I think. It'll yeah, be. yeah. It'll it'll be it, now. Longview is going to be Longview. They're going to put it away in the second half. But Tyler High might try to keep up with them in that first half this time. They're, they're a different team. I think they might be a playoff try. team. I think, I think they're. I think they'll be a playoff team. They'll be a good football team. I think next year they'll take that huge next step where you maybe can talk about that. Y'all, y'all are saying that Tyler High will keep it early, close with Longview. Tyler High ain't kept it close with nobody at the beginning of games. They've had to come back. So they get down early to Longview. It could be a long night. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. No, I mean, you're right. Yeah, you're right. You're, right. I'm, I can't, you're not wrong. I'll say it that way. You're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think that poll's pretty – it's going to play itself out. Um, and as of right now, White House and Texas High are the top of that district in the 5A, and then you've got Longview, Tyler High, and Lufkin – are the three teams that from East Texas in in the uh, the Division One? So I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think the only thing that could change is if you like Marshall beats White House or you know something like that happens, they could jump up in there. And I also think Lufkin and Tyler High could flip if Lufkin's able to beat them or Tyler High loses a few games. I mean, uh, I just think Longview's kind of clear cut to me at this point. Unless they lose, I think they're not going to lose that top spot. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. 4A. Here we go. Uh, at number 10 uh, is Bullard. Uh, nine, Sulphur Springs. Eight, Lindale. Seven, Gilmer. Six, Van. Five, Center. Four, Kilgore. Three, Pleasant Grove. And we have a tie this week at one with Chapel Hill and Carthage. So, um, in my picks, I 
did not have Bullard in there. I had Rusk at number 10, actually. And the reason I kept them in is because of how they performed against center. Quality we know how loss. good. A quality, quality loss, Kyle. A quality thought, loss theory. I didn't, know you, I didn't know you had that theory. I thought y'all, that was. Y'all have turned nah, me. You didn't like the quality loss theory. Y'all have, y'all have turned me. Remember, remember so, we oh, had this okay. week one. It was like, Kilgore <laughs> lost. It lost to Carthus. So well, he said it right. He said he said it right. He said we turned him. So y'all turned we, me. We, yeah, okay. yeah. So we, we'll let uh, him make it. At least for this one, because I may have messed up. Anyway, so number nine, I had uh, I had sulfur spring. Or yeah, I had sulfur at nine, and then I had uh, anyway, I had a, I had a few different. I'm all the teams were in there except Rusk. Actually, uh, according to my votes here, Kyle, you had Gilmer at nine. Yeah, 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 Gilmer at nine. That's what I meant to say. Okay, I tried to keep up with it over here. So yeah, I Gilmer the, at nine. I had the same top ten teams as we have. I'm probably the one who swung the vote. I did go back to Carthage at one this week. I'd been nice. kind of on the fence. I went back to Carthage at one. PG three, Kilgore four. I had that. I have Van and center flopped. I think Van at five and center at six, mainly because I think Van plays better defense than center does, and they're going to get a chance to prove that here in a couple of weeks. I had Gilmer at seven. I, I would have put him lower if I thought there was anybody worthy of being better than that. I don't think mm. they can stop anybody either. Uh, Sulphur Springs, I had at eight. I had Bullard at nine, Lindell at ten. Just I haven't had Lindell in there. I've had Bullard in there. They haven't done anything to knock them out yet. But I think I had Rusk at ten. I put Lindell in there at ten this week, and we'll see what Lindell does. I had uh, I had Bullard at ten, Sulphur at nine, Lindell eight, Van seven, Gilmer six, uh, Center five, Kilgore four, Pleasant Grove three, Carthage two, and Chapel Hill one. So. That's where that that's pretty similar. I mean, we, I mean, I, I think we're all pretty close on that. That top six, seven haven't changed a whole lot. Once they start playing each other here, it'll start shifting these a little bit. There may be some some changes in here, but as of right now, because you got this week, you got Lindell Kilgore playing each other. That could shift a little bit. You've got uh, you got Van um, playing in Rusk, so. If Rusk was to win, they could knock Van down. You got a lot of shifting that could go on here. So mm-hmm. let's see. What we got we got. But I think uh, Chapel Hill and Carthage tied at one is is perfect, right? Like, yeah, I, I think that's more than fair. Can we play that game? Can we just skip all Ooh. the playoffs and just play for state right now? At Carthage Chapel at Rose Stadium. Mm. Mm-hmm. Carthage won't agree to play them at Rose. I'm just gonna tell you. Mm. <laughs> they have to go somewhere. They else. probably won't. Nah. Yeah, they want to go somewhere neutral. Let's see. That Christian's calling for it right now. First game of next year, Chapel Hill versus Carthage. Woo. I'm not going to I'm not going to rat anybody out yet, but I've heard a couple of coaches talking about who they've got scheduled next year early on. It's going to be some fun weeks next next year, I'm just telling. You. I mean, when when I was in school, we used to play Carthage all the time. I don't know why they can't go back to that. We hated it, but we did. <laughs> we hated it. They were big back then. <laughs> I don't know what they feed them kids down there. <laughs> All right, so let's drop down to our 3A, 2A tabs poll. This one is usually really interesting. A lot of lot of teams in this mix. All right, here we go. Uh, at 10, we have Harmony. At 9 is Grace Community. 8 is Hooks. 7 is Garrison. 6 is Troop. 5, Dangerfield. Four Beckville, three Winsboro, two Malakoff, and Bussy and them boys, and Timpson at one. 
<laughs> I mean, it's the first, the first like six or seven of these are. Uh, they're pretty much. I would say the first like eight or in my poll, the first nine are locks. The only one I really changed was number ten. I, I put I put die ball in at number ten, and the reason I put die ball in is because one, it's deep east Texas that nobody talks about, but also they played Franklin this year, who we Franklin, you know, perennial state. Yeah, I only lost twenty eight to thirteen. And that, and they moved that game around. It was supposed to be a home game for Die Ball. Die Ball had some lighting issues at their stadium, so they had to move the game to Franklin. So it was technically a home game on the road. Anyway, they're on a three-game winning streak. They just knocked off Palestine Westwood 14-3. to Westwood mm-hmm. was previously undefeated. And so, scoring a ton of points. So I, I threw Die Ball in at 10 on mine. But other than that, everybody, every it may not be the exact same order, but all those other teams are in the top nine. Yeah. I had, I had Troop. Uh, at five, um, I think I had them in what we have Dangerfield and Troop. I think they had them flip flop. I think I had Dangerfield below just because Troop's undefeated. They've they've shown that they can they beat everybody on their schedule. I know Dangerfield's losses were, I can say, quality losses, uh, but I think right now Troop is one of the better teams around with what they have going on. Um, I had West Rusk at ten. Um, I think they're starting to come on. I. I uh, I was impressed by the win over ARP because I think ARP's been pretty good this year, and they dismantled ARP pretty easily. So um, that win impressed me, so I have them in. I also have Jefferson in at number nine. Um, they've played well. I think they're not going to have as tough a road in district as maybe what we thought in preseason is um, you know, Tatum can't stop anybody, and Atlanta's kind of down, and I think they're as good as what we thought they were. So, um, But I think all those teams, I, I got Garrison at eight, Hooks at seven, um, and then the top, you know, like I said, the top two tiers are Beckville, Winsboro, Malakoff, and Timpson. So, pretty, pretty solid there. So, I also had Jefferson in. Um, I had them at number 10. Obviously, they make it. I did not have Harmony in the top 10. Um, my top three are the same Tatum, Malakoff, Winsboro. Uh, and this is a conversation I, I, I really need some. I need some guidance here, Vince, and not from you because I know where you're going to go with this. <laughs> I had Beckville at seven, and so for them to finish fourth means you guys had them up there, way up there. I had Beckville, I had Beckville at four. I had Beckville at five, but I had Winsboro at three, Dangerfield at four. I had okay, Dangerfield so, and Winsboro above them and okay. Malakoff Simpson. So I, I, I just – so well, I have Danger. I had Dangerfield at four. They finished fifth. All right, so – Obviously, I, I can't – I just need somebody to tell me why we're putting Beckville above Dangerfield, Troop, or even Garrison at this point. So, my, my – re- well, I have Beckville right above Troop. Um, they only, their only loss was to, was to Timpson, and they've been impressive since then. They've played, they've played well, um, and so I don't, I don't punish them. For, I don't think Troop has played anybody that tough on their schedule. So, I, that's why I have Beckville up there. They've – now, Troop beats West Rusk. That's a quality win for me. Um, or they beat ARP or somebody that, you know, I, I think is pretty good. I could I could see them jumping back over the top of Beckville. I don't think Beckville has anybody in their district that's going to be a, a good win. But that that's why I have them that high. Yeah. I mean, that's their one loss is to Timson, who I have ranked number one. So, I think putting them at five, I don't – yeah, that's the only reason I put them at five. Now, that's an educated answer. I was just going to tell you, Jeremy, because they the truth. 
But <laughs> and, you you and just can't have, see it yet. You don't want to see it. <laughs> I have Dangerfield at six because they the but, two losses that they. But I will say this: I feel like losses though. I, I yeah. just being all offense, offense. I feel like the top take out Timson. I feel like the next three teams could all be tied for for number two. In my opinion, I mean, I, it's this 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 here's, list is the hardest one. To me, I got like all these teams. Here's are, my are, issue with Beckdale. To me, all these teams are winners. Here's my issue with Beckdale. Okay, they they lose to Timpson, whatever. Okay, they beat Joaquin by thirty. Joaquin okay. still is looking for a win, right? Uh, they beat Harmony yeah. by seventeen. Harmony was down, right? Kyle, they when did they lose their guys mm-hmm. in that game or before that game? In that game, and they only played a half. Okay, so so it could have been worse. They, well, but but not healthy, right? Not healthy. Right. Okay. Right. They beat Elysian okay. Fields, who's not good. They beat Big Sandy, who's not good. They scored 90 against a team that couldn't defend themselves, apparently. <laughs> I, you look at Dangerfield, right? Who's Dangerfield lost to? Center. Who else? Timpson. 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 And what was the yeah. score in that game? That was a close one. Yeah, real close. Yeah. So, I just look at the schedules, and I look at Beckville, and I'm thinking, what That's why really I had done? That's why I had Dangerfield above. No, I'm with Beckville. you on Dangerfield, right? Yeah, but, I had them above Beckville. I, I have. I, I want to pull up true. But who else do you have against? Who else do you have a, above Beckville though? Because you got them at seven, though. I yeah. have Dangerfield, like, Troop, and me, Garrison all three. I mean, I Garrison's mean, running the football at 300 yards a game. What do you want him to do? Like, <laughs> what? I, I mean, but so Garrison, Garrison hasn't. Their their best win is against Art. To me, what was Houston, the score in that one? Forty-eight twenty, but they yeah. they beat Houston. I don't know. They're garbage. I don't know who won Again, it. Like like Alto's not teams. any good. Joaquin's not good. West Sabine's not any good. They haven't played anybody. That's my problem. With now they they come out and they beat Timpson. Then we'll then we'll rethink where Garrison is in this poll. Or they they compete with Timpson. I could give them a quality loss, like in, in Kyle's theory there. The quality loss. They come out and they they stay within a touchdown of Timpson. Um, okay, well, maybe I moved them up. And it, I, I, I don't like to do the last year thing, but you do remember last year Beckville lost again to Timpson and then turned around and won out. You know, like they're still a good team. And I think that – I'm not saying they should be number two. That's not what I'm saying. I It's hard, but I don't, I don't think because of the Timpson loss, they need to go any lower than – Five, five, maybe. maybe. I'm gonna say this. Kyle wants you to answer if this they, one. If they have a marketing department at Begville High School, they all deserve raises. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna tell you. I've made my points very clear. I'm not gonna bring this up again. But name the last time they had an impressive win. Let me, I'll wait. Okay. I'll wait. All right. 92 no. to 12 is pretty impressive. I don't care. I, I, no. just, I like. No. I mean, no. how many, how many no. teams have beat someone 92? You don't want to look at the 92. Listen, I mean, Brett, who you're playing. You got it. There are plenty of teams every week who can win 90 to 12, but they choose not to. That's the truth. Uh, yeah. I mean. They choose. That is, y'all know that. Y'all know, but dang good and but, well. But hold on, hold on, Jeremy. Are, are you are we saying that Beckville tried to score ninety two? 
Because maybe they didn't, and it just that no, nobody I, stopped the I, game. I, I'm no, I'm just saying. I mean, I was in the game this year. You got, you were there. I was against. I, I, I how remember. How many points could we have scored? <laughs> I still think. How many could we have scored if we wanted I mean, to? The harmony, the harmony did. has, the harmony win has to mean something. All right, so, so what is big? I'm gonna ask you this then. Looking at their schedule, they got um, Or City, Frankston, Harlton, and Union Grove next. It's gonna take the play. It's, they're gonna have to win. A, they're gonna have to win. They're gonna have to win a quality game in the playoffs. For me to believe. Harlton. I'm just gonna. Okay, I'm gonna, that's what I was about to ask you. That's what, what was it gonna I'm take? Just being with Harlton you. is gonna. Is there? Is there toughest opponent left? Probably. Uh, well, and they're gonna. I mean, they're gonna beat them. I mean, they're gonna. They're gonna, the, they're gonna the beat Harlton. Not very good. I'm, yeah, they're gonna beat Harlton. Kyle, Kyle, I want you to answer Eddie here because I'm ready. Well, I that's, well, what well, well, that's not a question, and it's also not factual because Timson beat Dangerfield and Beckville, who are both ranked. So they're not the okay. only team that beat two ranked teams. But um, that's not a question. I mean, I, I ranked Hooks eighth. I ranked Hooks eighth. That's where I put Hooks. I, I had Hooks seventh. So I mean, if. Uh, so what? Are, uh, I'm not what sure where he, I'm not sure wh- where he wants them. He probably wants them number one. They've played with their sophomore QB since week one. That's awesome, and I'm not being sarcastic. That is awesome, but I, said uh, he's saying Garrison and Troop have. I week. do agree. I think Troop's played a weak schedule. I don't think yeah. I don't know who who would be Troop's best win right now. Quitman? They don't have a good one. They don't have a yeah, troop. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. So troop doesn't have yeah. I, that's why that's why I put troop. I had troop at nine, and I had hooks at eight. I had Garrison at seven, and I know I'm going to get some flack for this. I had Harmony at six. The reason I had Harmony at six because I had them number one to begin with. It's where they started. That's why I haven't dropped them so far. Then I had Beckville, Dangerfield, right. Winsboro, Malakoff, and Tim. I, I respect it. So the ideal is like it's not like in the BCS. Like we, we used to have the BCS and. And you lose a game, and you go from number one to number ten or twelve. You know, that's yeah, not I how it. I do it. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 you, I know. They yeah. didn't lose to a bad team. Hooks is a good football team. I don't know how many times I have to say this. I, Hooks is eight is a slap in the face. Was well, seven a slap in the face, Eddie? Because you didn't say that to Brett. So, you know, uh, so anyway, I've been saying Hooks is a good football team. Like I, I agree, they are a good football team. So here's the deal. I don't know what else. Troop, troop we've talked about. It. They haven't really played. They're gonna play ARP. They're gonna play West Rust. They're gonna they're gonna play some teams. They got some teams coming on the schedule that are better than what they played so far. We'll know what Troop is here in a few weeks. Um, you know, Garrison's the same way. We they're pretty much we'll know what they are when they play Timpson. Um, you know, I just, I mean, if if uh, Hooks continues to win and these teams lose, they'll move up the rankings. And I think it's such a matter of perspective, right? Like. KO has Harmony at six. I don't have him in the poll. I don't either. And so I don't consider the win over Harmony as being that great of a win at this point. Right? Like, and and so I can't argue top five. I think I think the top four teams are for sure set. And I don't think they're any close to Timpson, Malakoff, Winsburn, and Dangerfield, I think are the best four teams. I mean, so I don't I don't think they're in the top four. If you want to argue five, okay. I you know, here's the thing. Maybe we should have the BCS events because at least the computers have their <laughs> consistent system. We're all over. We are all over the, the place. Doing. Yeah, we are. We're all, all over the place. place. We all have our own. We all have our own. Yeah. Where'd you have hooks, by the way, Jeremy? I had them at eight. Okay. Oh, I mean, oh, I, I, you had them at eight too. So I had oh, okay. Highest. All right. Of anybody. Okay. So I'm not the only one. Anyway, and Christian, the way that I had Harmony at six is because, just like I said, I had them ranked number one to begin with. They lost to Beckville and Dangerfield, who are 
arguably, as we see, two top or not Dangerfield, I'm sorry, um, uh, Beckville and Hooks, who, as we're seeing now, arguably two top five teams. So I'm not going to drop them out of the poll because they lost to good teams. Maybe, maybe okay. what we do is so we if we could see where the picks are and we start from there, then you don't have people all over the place with adding teams that and putting them high up in the rankings that have never been there. You know, the B, the, the BCS ranking wasn't that, I, mean, I ain't going to say it wasn't that it bad. Was bad it was bad. It was bad, but, <laughs> but it, it's better than this. So, <laughs> it's better than how we do it. <laughs> you mean how, you mean how us three are doing it, Vince? Cause you didn't vote. Ooh. Yeah. You remember how I quit? <laughs> so, so let's I'll let y'all do it. I'm going to throw Brandon under the bus. That is him, Brandon. He left early. He ditched us. He didn't put hooks in the poll at all. So, Eddie, uh, Brandon Thank you. Ogden. Bro, go how on many times? Go I, on Twitter and, and message him about that this week. Listen, I didn't have hooks in the poll to begin with in my first poll of the season. So, I had Harmony number one. I didn't have hooks in. So, hooks beats Harmony. I still know Har hooks is a good football team. I just forgot to put them in the poll week one. Then I started trolling you because you started giving me a hard time about it. So now I start putting them in the poll. You still give me a hard time about it. Here's my thing. I had them at number one. I didn't have hooks ranked. So I drop harmony down to five or six, right? They lose to good teams that are ranked. Hooks is now ranked. I'm not going to hop them over teams that are already unbeaten when I didn't have them ranked. I don't know why I got to explain this every week. <laughs> I don't get it. The only, the only thing I'll say is this. if it's close, I'm going to go with the team that won. Right. And that's my, that, I mean, I'm just telling you what my logic is of having hooks over harmony. It's because it, to me, it's close and they did win the game, whatever. But I, but I understand what it's you're different. saying. I think that's the great thing about rankings. Right. <laughs> that's why it makes this show interesting. And that's why everyone's tuning in to listen to what we say and then tell us we're I wrong. I don't think that's why. And <laughs> tell us we're wrong. Yeah. yeah it's, it's to tell us we're wrong. Right. They don't care what we All have right. To say. So, uh, Jeremy, where are you going to be this Friday night? And we're at home, homecoming night at Harrington Stadium. And, uh, Arlington Grace Prep coming to town, pretty athletic group, and uh, we're getting healthier. You know, we're getting healthier, and you guys have seen us. Uh, we're we're trying to peak at the right time. We start district play. This was actually supposed to be a district game, and Dallas Shelton they decided that they didn't want to have to play the big boys anymore, so they backed out of the district. We picked up Arlington Grace Prep, and we start district next week. Um, and I think you'll be at both those games the next two weeks for us on the road at Dallas Covenant, then at home for Dallas Christian. Uh, our two biggest games of the year so far for us. Um, so we're just trying to trying to get things right after about. Yeah, Nettison will be at uh, three of the four games in October. We'll be also be uh, we're traveling with you guys to Houston that last week of October. So, uh, yeah, we'll have, we'll have a lot of fun. Uh, Kyle, remind everybody where you're going to be this Friday night. I'm going to be at RE St. John Memorial Stadium in Kilgore for a uh, big district matchup between the Kilgore Eagle mm, Kilgore Bulldogs and the Lindell Eagles. Kilgore Eagles. Whoa. Yeah, <laughs> Kilgore fans are going to be sending you some uh, hate uh, mail. It should be a good well it should be a a good game though. I'm really looking forward to it. I think like I said earlier, I think it'll be a defensive battle. So highlights are going to be at a premium. Going to have to make sure we get the good ones. And then my man's going to be on TV. Yeah, I'm going to anyway. be on TV afterwards. And then you hey, can catch uh, We even got a compliment. We do a great job even Kyle Look at that. Then you could catch me on a uh, red zone overtime streaming after at a, uh, at 11 o'clock, 11 Oh five. I love nice. seeing that Tuesday link from KLTV red zone on Facebook. <laughs> we didn't get one this week. KL, you didn't do the, you didn't do one this week. No, did you? We didn't get one this week. I don't uh, next week. Come on. 
If Coleman's coming to Brook Hill, I'm going to tell him. He better get you on. <laughs> okay. Vince, we want more KO. Vince, where are you going to be this week? I'm going to be at Bulldog Stadium uh, watching Jacksonville and Chapel Hill uh, battle it out. Save it your really mo- saved your money. I, <laughs> I'm trying to make it sound interesting, but in my head, I was like, no. this is about to be a beat down. <laughs> No, save no, your no, money. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I shouldn't say that. That that's wrong. I should. They're kids. Save your money. It's gonna be they're bad. The kids. The kids, Jerry. <laughs> you just said you no. didn't care about the kids when I, they put up 92. Yeah. yeah well, you know, it's, I mean, that's more about the coaches. Care about the kids. That's more about the coaches. I'm teaching them kids a lesson. <laughs> I'm doing them a favor. They won't see it until they graduate. <laughs> <laughs> they won't understand it until they're older. Yeah. Yeah. So. So, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be watching uh, Chapel Hill and Jacksonville play. Uh, me and uh, Whitman are gonna be on the call with that one, I believe. And uh, Rob, I think Rob's running camera for that. Yep. So you're out on the camera. And I'll be traveling to Grand Saline for a big district matchup between the Arp Tigers and the Grand Saline Indians. Uh, Mike D will be rolling with me. We'll be on the call of that game. Uh, kickoff 7:30, and so it should be a lot of fun. We'll also have, like we mentioned earlier, the game right behind us will be in Rusk as the Van Vandals will be coming to town to take on the Rusk Eagles. Uh, we'll be broadcasting the game. Our, our actual center guys are going to roll over on their bye week and, and call that game in Rust. So it should be a really good one. Lots of good action on NetSN. So if you're sitting at home or you're at a game and you just want to check some stuff out, we'll have lots of good coverage uh, this week. Uh, to close, guys, Christian's got a good one here. Who you guys got this week? I don't, I don't have to ask a couple of you, but uh, it, it's all about the horns this week, right? I mean – Oh my God! Why are you at? You don't have to ask that. <laughs> you know what this is, and it's gonna be, and it's gonna be bad. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be bad. It, it, what's our? Hey, right, Brett. What's our record? What's our record? What's our record? Five and zero. Have we? Have we lost? Nope. They have. <laughs> Did lo- we oh, beat yeah. Bama? So we yeah. ain't lost, and we beat Bama this year, nope. right? OU hasn't lost. I ain't either. worried about OU. I ain't worried about <laughs> it. Next, next subject. Next subject. Hey, they got General what? Booty though. I don't hey, care who they no, got. I think he moved to a different school. We, we smacked Bama this Uh-oh. year. Ain't Uh-oh. nobody yeah. talking to me about, about Texas no 27 more. 27-OU. Christian, uh, you're banned. Oh, oh bye, man. I'm mm. sorry, bro. Oh, this one's for you, Jeremy. Uh, Corey, let's go Buffs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that- I'm done I'm done commenting on Dion. <laughs> I can tell I can tell Jeremy's tired. <laughs> that's that's going to do I it. mean, he's tired of it. <laughs> that's going to do it for tonight's show. I'd like to thank everyone for tuning in and watching this this evening. We'll be back next Wednesday night at 8:30 p.m. Enjoy your football this weekend whether it's high school, college, NFL. Uh for Jeremy, Kyle, Vince, I'm Brett. We'll catch you next time right here on the Weekly Wrap-Up show. Y'all have a great week and a great weekend. Later, guys. Is your demanding work lifestyle in need of fire-resistant clothing that can keep up? Well, L4FR clothing should be your go-to for quality, affordability, safety, and style. L4FR was founded by a third-generation oil field worker who is also a veteran. Thus, this company has a deep appreciation for reliability and longevity, 
all while we provide first-rate customer service. Our durable apparel will serve you well for many years to come, whether you're working on a pipeline, alignment climbing utility poles, or in any other environment requiring fire-resistant apparel. L4FR has you covered. Our apparel is tough enough to resist hazardous conditions while still providing high comfort and style. L4FR provides clothing options to ensure your safety and comfort, whether you're on the job or not. To view our complete inventory of flame-resistant garments, please visit our online store at L4FRclothing.com or give us a call at 817-757-4935. See habla espanol. Struggling with mobility, chronic pain, work, or sports injury? At Azalea Orthopedics, our team of highly trained physicians specialize in complete orthopedic care, pain management, sports medicine, physical medicine, and rehabilitation. If you've sustained a bone or joint injury, have mobility or movement problems, struggle with pain, contact Azalea Orthopedics. We're conveniently located across East Texas, serving 18 counties. When visiting your doctor, urgent care, or hospital, you have a choice. Demand Azalea. At Azalea Orthopedics, your health is our priority. sustained a bone joint work or sports injury problems with mobility or movement suffer with pain contact azalea orthopedics our specialists serve patients across east texas for proven trusted medical care you have a choice demand azalea 